On today's show, Cocktober concludes with a magnum-sized competition. As we find out whose penis has got talent in Stupid Penis Tricks. Does your cock hang low? Can you stretch it to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Does it have an extra hole? Can you pull it? Can you tuck it? It's Stupid Penis Tricks. Oh my. Right, Robin. Big Dick Energy. Good way to start the show. Your first comment of the morning. I love yeah. Dick. I know you do. But and by the way, you will Wait get this. Wait a minute. What? Oh, that wasn't you. Uh, you well to answer whoever that was. You will get Dick because it is tough. Four over. inches is fine. Well, you're going to get more than four inches, Robin. You're going to get nine and a half on some of these guys who really? are going to perform today. Yeah, there's three guys. I need a gonna, cup. We're going to perform uh, different tricks with their penis, and uh, we'll get to that we in about an hour. We have penis tricks today? That's right. Stupid penis tricks, like yeah. Letterman. We're, we're taking a thing from Letterman. These stupid uh, pet tricks and stupid penis tricks. Uh, but I'm admiring of all these men. They have tremendous endowment, and you'll enjoy that, Robin. You're a heterosexual female, and... You like cock? I don't know. I, I, I'm beginning to question. <laughs> you might you might go gay after this. After now you that see gender these. isn't assigned at birth, maybe I should make a choice. <laughs> well, uh, um, uh, it's a bunch of things I want to get to. I was reading about Trump. I, I wanted to talk about that. I mean, um, most people are talking about the um, set of the movie Rust and the accidental shooting of this woman. And I was uh, watching TV. A lot of uh, people were screaming that there's not enough information. You know, usually when there's a a shooting or any kind of killing anywhere, you, you know, accidental or otherwise, the, the, you see a cop out there with a, with a sheriff's hat on and a badge and usually gives you the facts. And the press was complaining they can't get the facts and this and that. But uh, what do I know? I, uh, you know, the whole thing's a fucking tragedy. That's all. Woman's dead. And uh, I don't understand why people need information so quickly. Uh, well, there has it makes to be them an nervous. investigation, right? Well, it makes them nervous because usually what happens is they find something relatively quickly. You know, they of course, they have to question everybody. And there were a lot of witnesses and things. But. What makes them nervous is is that there's drips and drabs about some guy who was on some other movie set. He was the assistant director, and the, feels like they're trying to pin it on him. And it, there's a lot of accusations flying around rather than facts. There's no actual facts coming out. It's just people uh, tweeting things and sort of rumors. Well, I have heard that there's a... Well, see, social media is also... That's right. Uh, ...a situation because people have the ability to publish things. You might as well call it publishing. Um, and you don't have just one authority telling you what's been found. Yeah, social media is confusing it. So anyway, I, I mean, I don't know anything about it. I just know what I read, and I, ha and I keep reading... Um, just horrible things about, uh, you know, this woman was super talented, very, very uh, good uh, DP, director of photography. It's a tough job, especially for women to break into. Uh, you know, it was traditionally a male uh, uh, field 
And now women you know, are breaking. I love that term. It's difficult for women to break into because the only reason it's difficult is because men won't let you. <laughs> yeah, men well, it's let true. Women in. That's what. That's happened. right. That is absolutely right. <laughs> And it it's wasn't very difficult. difficult. Men just stopped and said, no, we're going to make that a man's job. Yeah. Thus, it was very difficult for a woman to get in. And, <laughs> and so, you know, so, so, uh, you know, this woman evidently very talented at her job. But, you know, these are things you read. Hey, what do I know? People say, what do you think? I said, I don't think anything. What am I going to think? I think it's a tragedy. Uh, I don't know how these things happen. I don't work in movies. I'm on radio. No guns in the in the radio business. We don't. We Plus, have only. Whatever uh, you think is not going to bring her back. If you have the definitive answer as to what happened, she's still gone. Right. The uh, thing that I do know, the thing that I do know is that uh, I got this uh, horrible message from Jeff the drunk, which was shocking. <laughs> what you know, whenever Jeff the drunk. Whenever I don't pick up on him for a show or two or even a week. I get a scathing, horrible message that has to get my attention. You know, he starts to cry and whine that he's not on the show enough. It's the same routine over and over again. As if, do you know what Chris Wilding told me? Because Chris sometimes talks to Jeff the Drunk. He said he had to explain to Jeff the Drunk. He was very upset one day that I didn't pick up the phone on him. And it was when I was interviewing, I had Mick Jagger for 35 minutes. And in the middle of that, Jeff was trying to get on. He had something he needed to say. And Chris said, uh, maybe maybe not the best time to call in. Howard is speaking with Mick Jagger. And he didn't seem to understand why that was a problem, right? You had to really... You should yeah, interrupt. And, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I love Jeff. And, uh, and sometimes he does have interesting things to say. And I will tell him, well, you should, you should call in with that. But on this particular day, he was very upset you hadn't picked up on him. He was going through the maybe I shouldn't call in anymore routine. Maybe he's done with me. And I said, Jeff, <laughs> I said he was he interviewed Mick Jagger. And for not a lot of time, I mean, you had maybe 30, 40 minutes with the guy to pick up on you, Jeff. I said would have probably been a, a bit of a stumble. And Jeff was upset. He didn't get it. And it's not the first guest you've been. It's usually after a big guest interview or a band like where you have a whole setup. And Jeff will be like, what the fuck? Why doesn't he pick up on me? Is he done with me? <laughs> he doesn't get it. Like a, it's like a girlfriend who you dump. Yeah, but why is he always calling in the middle of something major? Well, in and his saying, defense. Now it's time for me to talk. Well, in his defense, he gets on the phone. I mean, I see the phones here when I first sit down. And like, I sit down here at about 6 a.m., 6.15. Or I don't know what uh -huh. time it is. Jeff's already on the line. Jeff and Bobo are on the line every morning. <laughs> like I looked at, I said, um, I looked over this morning. Bobo has, it's barely a question. He's been calling in for a while with this. It says, Munster's reboot, excited for Rob Zombie reboot. You know, and I guess I'm supposed to do something with that. Your thoughts. Your, your thoughts. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I'm very excited about the Rob Zombie reboot. Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and then... um and then the other thing up there is Jeff the Drunk, and this has been for weeks now, High Pitch Eric Rumor. He's not allowed on Blue Blood set. He wants to talk about that because oh. he doesn't like he doesn't like High Pitch Eric. But, but listen to this message I got from Jeff. It's so great. He's such a whiny little bitch. Listen to it. What the fuck, man? I fucking, I never get any fucking airtime. What the fuck? 
look out my fucking washing machine shit the bed. My Wi-Fi died. I have no money coming in for Social Security. I've been trying to get it back ever since you guys left at the beginning of summer. What the fuck? Yeah, he, you know, he started to get people, you know, doing cameos. You know, and he was making money, and I think his Social Security got canceled. And then when we went on vacation, people forgot about him and his cameos. So, oh, that's yeah, what's yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah so what you happened is... The, you taking the summer off really affected his business in, in his mind. <laughs> business. <laughs> but I'm shocked and then he, he's on the phone today because he told me yesterday via Twitter, Howard, that he quit the show, and when I brought up you and you know that you Howard would like you to call in. He said, "Fuck him." Well, <laughs> maybe what he's doing is he gave us two weeks' notice, so he's just you know he's he's filling out his two weeks' notice by calling in. Yeah, I'll, I'll fuck around with him. I I really should be done with you, Jeff, his, because his washing machine shit the bed. Come on, <laughs> because you're very rude to me. It's not the Howard and Jeff show. It's the Howard Stern show. No. You're rude no. to me. I'm rude yeah. to you. How? You are. But not picking up on me. Ever. <laughs> but, but, Jeff, I do pick up on you on occasion. You call in a lot. Most times you have nothing to say. You know well, that. Chris told me to call in yesterday. And he's like, I was going to do the package about the, um, vi um, the viruses. What? About the vaccine. About the vaccine. <laughs> I really tried and to And he told me how I was going to he said, he, got, he said, <laughs> this is all I heard. How did you I swear that's all I know. I don't know one I thing he has said. one intelligible word. It was like Put your teeth in. Fuck you. I don't have teeth. Fuck you. You don't have teeth? Fuck you. I don't have teeth to go in and out. What did you say? I don't know one thing he has said. I don't know anything you this said, Jeff. This is the greatest Jeff. argument ever. Get this shit out of here. If I'm yeah. such a jerk to you, why do you keep calling back in? So be done with me. Oh. Hello? Oh, he hung up. Oh, he hung up? No, he hung I up. didn't. He... Oh. oh, maybe no, you just... No, I didn't. Oh, now your what phone sounds fuck, better. Man? I know what he did. He was on speaker. Yeah. Ah, and you know, every time I say to him, Jeff, when you're on speaker, we can't understand you. And then we have to start all over again. He doesn't, he, this is why he's annoying. I still I, am on speaker. No, you're not. Now you're yes, better. Yes, I am. Don't tell me I'm not. I know when I'm on speaker. <laughs> all right. So get off speaker and you talk into your receiver. No, I'm talking into my machine. Uh. But it's on <laughs> so I can hear you. All right. Look, what do you want? Anyway, can I tell you 
Can I tell you about high pitch? Sure. I heard that high pitch is not allowed on the set of Blue Bloods because he's not vexed. Okay. I checked with Donnie Wahlberg. Eric is allowed on the set of Blue Bloods. He has not shown up on the set of Blue Bloods in a very long time. Donnie doesn't know why, but Eric is not banned. Not now what? Okay. You don't believe well, it? Just, uh, no, I don't. So I just told you straight from the horse's mouth. I gave you the facts. I gave you the science. Okay. And you don't believe okay. it. What's with the high pitch well, stuff? That's the other thing I will ask he you. Hates him. I know it's the jealousy. His high pitch, according no, to, to was, Jeff, you want to pit. You want to pit me against high pitch. Anyway. No, you do it. That's You're always you complaining want. about no, high pitch, I, Chris. Am I, am I right, want. Jeff? When I called you about that's the what about, you were, want. I called Howard, you. Are you are, are you not vaccinated? The first thing you said is I I am not like that idiot high pitch, and then you went into the high pitch accusation. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, you well, set this up. I don't set anything up. Yeah, you do. Bullshit. You up. What do you like to um, get a um, uh, What do you like to be like high pitch? Jeff That's is, what you Jeff, said to me. Jeff calls up Chris all the time or speaks with other guys in our show. And Jeff is jealous of Eric's cameo income. And he doesn't understand why the audience loves Eric and not him. You know what it reminds me of? I'm a fan of Buck Dance. You fucking fucking put him on the air all the time Ah, and talk to him like a regular person. Like a regular person. You don't give me you don't give me airtime, Al. So here's the jealousy coming right through. Eric gets all the airtime and Jeff doesn't get any. How about Eric might be more talented than you? What if Eric's more talented than you? Fuck you more talented. Fuck you more talented. What if he's more interesting? You know, the Kardashians are successful and Paris Hilton is not because they they captured the public's imagination. But even the Kardashians, there's different levels of, uh, you know, it's him and then it's the Jenner girl and then it's Chloe. You know, they they have ranks. Right. Right. Kim's the queen bee. Yeah. Eric. Eric is like Kim Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) Eric has that it factor. Yeah. But I like Jeff. I like Jeff. I put Jeff on the show. I don't put him on every day. I can't I can't build my show around Jeff. I'd be a fucking loser. Uh, I once in a while pick up on Jeff, but it's not enough for him. He wants to be a star. He wants to have you guys pay him a ton of money on Cameo. And he or thinks I control that. Gifts. He was doing that for a while. He was getting no, money packages at the house. Don't pay it. Hyperjerk, he has full benefits. How could he have that? Yeah, what, what do I have to do with that? I don't have any. I, I don't. I don't give Eric benefits. It's, it's freaking bullshit. Well, what do you I, want from me? I give my, I give my social 
security, take it away, because I fucking, I fucking report my income. Where the fucking justice is in that? It's fucking bullshit. Well, what do you want from me? I'm not the, the government. I'm not in charge of high pitch. But, but at least admit you're jealous of high pitch, Eric. I mean, listen to the whole time I'm talking to you. Eric gets his benefits. Eric gets cameo. Eric, Eric, Eric. Eric on the set of Blue Bloods. He yeah, does. Don't act like you're not jealous. You're in a war with him. You're jealous of, of, of high pitch Eric, who's quite frankly a loser. <laughs> I mean, you're jealous of a loser. A guy at the bottom of the fucking barrel in society. He's overweight. He's got an IQ of 80. And you're fucking jealous of him. Think about that. What do you care what Eric does? Live your own life, Jeff. That's the best advice I can give you. I don't sit and worry about anyone else. I worry about me. You're the one that fucking brings it up, Howard. No. You're the one who calls Chris. Yeah. Tell him again. Tell him how many times he brings up Eric. Not to me. But to you, Jeff, you do bring up Eric a lot. And by the way, I thought this revelation of Eric not being vaccinated was very interesting. Turns out it maybe it's not true, but you're always bringing him up and you're and you're very jealous of his cameo success, which we don't control that. We don't control making the Eric fans famous. control it. Eric has you know, taken off for whatever reason. Can I tell you a story, Jeff? I'm watching Dancing with the Stars last night. And Olivia Jade who, of course, uh, cheated her way into college. And she's like a beauty pageant winner. She's always smiling. She's, you know, she's cute as a button and all this. And she gets very I high scores. Yeah. She gets very high scores for her dancing. And lo and behold, every time they do a uh, an elimination round, Olivia Jade's way at the bottom. And even the judges go, we don't understand it. You're getting such high scores, but America is bringing down your score and you're almost eliminated. They go, what do you think it is? And she goes, I don't know. Maybe America doesn't like me. <laughs> and the, and she's right. America doesn't like her. Why don't they like this cute as a button, almost beauty pageant winner? Because she cheated her way into college. And she knew what was going on, and her parents knew what was going on, and America inherently doesn't like privileged people who then try to cheat their way into an Ivy League school, or in this case, University of uh, a Southern California. Southern California. Yeah, yeah, not even that great a school. I mean, it's good, but Jesus Christ, cheat your way into Harvard. If you have to sneak into USC, you're in trouble. <laughs> if your parents, yeah, exactly, if your parents have to do time, maybe America doesn't like me. Because she then she goes... Oh, my God, please, America, vote for me. I'm having so much fun. Nobody wants her to have fun. She, you're always no one. having fun. What's different right. about today than any other day? We're not giving you the mirror ball. Fuck it. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. You know who's going to get it? Jojo Siwa. That's who's getting it. America's already Fuck decided you. who's getting it. Fuck you. You, you. you cheated your way into USC. Other kids who have less than you don't get into USC even with their grades. You know. So your obsession with why me, why doesn't America love me more than high pitch? Why, why, why? You sound like Olivia Jade. You know why. And do something about it. Now, to be jealous yeah, of high pitch Eric, to be jealous of a, of a loser's loser is a sad commentary on your life. 
<laughs> Eric, Eric is at the bottom of the barrel. He is uh, um, uh, 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 an outcast. He's a he's a he he's someone people shun. No one in society is supposed to envy Eric, except you do. You're like Eric gets everything. Eric gets everything. Is that fair? Is that justice? <laughs> it's like being jealous of 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 of, of someone who is the lowest of the low. Someone Barely human. Nothing. You're jealous. Nothing. Of, yeah. Being Eric jealous is of be- Elephant Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't. The movie The Elephant Man is a good movie for you to see. Elephant Man is horribly deformed. Can't get laid. His penis is covered in boils. His face is deformed. And toward the end of the movie, he gets a little bit of success. Some people are kind to him. Well, guess what? A whole bunch of white guys beat him up. They were jealous of the elephant man. You're those people, Eric. You're, you're, I mean, you're, uh, Jeff, you're the villain. <laughs> I'll tell you how bad you off you are. Robin doesn't even remember your name. She thinks you're Eric. <laughs> uh, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> like Kevin, I uh, here to rebut is high pitch Eric, who is upset with Jeff the drunk. Oh, I get it. I get why Eric's upset. Eric has a little piece of the pie, and uh, Jeff's uh, competing with him. Go ahead, Eric. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, by the way, Eric, Jeff. am I right? Uh, oh, Jeff hung up. He hung up. He couldn't. Oh, he it. ran. He ran. He ran away. Because he's scared. He's a baby. I don't call in every day like he does. Right. Right. But I'm, I'm participating with Sal like you want me to. Yes. And by the way, I give Jeff lots to do. Jeff just and wants more and more and more. And, he, and now I have him on and he hung never up. Never enough. Jeff yeah. was just in Vegas doing a, a signing. I mean, where did that come from? Of a course. meet and greet. And I can imagine the success story that was. <laughs> and, and the thing with blue bloods, they're very strict with COVID. And, you know, you got to get tested. And that's why, you know, they're not using a lot of people now with COVID. Mm-hmm. So Jeff doesn't know anything. Right. Um, you're vaccinated, right? I'm I'm vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. There you go. So all of that was a lie. Uh, Jeff look seems at Jeff to think even collecting rumors on Eric. You know he's yeah. he's totally obsessed. Now Jeff, I invite you to call back. This is I'm going to move on if you don't call back, and then then your airtime is gone. I'm allowing you to speak now, and you're not you you've hung up. He wanted airtime, and now he he just hung up and. Is denying himself airtime. Now I will he say this: a, I he got a I will, couple of minutes of fame, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to say, you know, I did a side by side comparison on the cameo business, and I would say this to Jeff if he doesn't get insulted. Eric does deliver his cameos with a little more energy. Uh. Uh, this was my observation. And I would have said to Jeff, if he was still here, I would have said, Jeff, you need to amp up your energy level. I'll give you. Here's uh, Jeff doing his cameo. I'll give you a side-by-side. I did this. Jello, Kurt. 
How you doing? You have no idea who the fuck I am. My name is Jeff the Drunk from the Howard Stern Show. And, um, Great. <laughs> um, your brother-in-law, Mike See what I mean? Tits. Um, your brother-in-law. Mike Tits. Says that I should say whatever the fuck I want to say. And I really don't know you. You don't know. Uh, all right. You get the idea. Oh, Mike and here is Tits. Your brother-in-law, Mike Tits. Howard here's Stern. A, here's a, from the Howard Stern Show. Here's High Pitch Eric's uh, cameo. I just pulled these off. Hey, Evan. I Thank hear you. You're a U.S. veteran, and you suffer from depression like I do. And it's okay. And you're currently being bullied by someone online named Whammer. Whammer is a cyber bully. Fuck you, Whammer. Evan, thank you for loving the Stern Show and being a big fan of mine. Now, that's, that's a performance, you got to admit. Fucking <laughs> whammer. I think if it was oh. rated, I, it is higher than Jeff's. <laughs> oh, whammer, sorry. Talk about cameo. Talk about cameo. That's worth 75 now. bucks now when you hear something fuck. like that. Oh, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. Yeah, starting starting next week. If people want me to dress up as Kelly Clarkson, mm. I'm dress as Kelly Clarkson. See, there's costuming involved with that. Well, That's good. Eric's always thinking. He's yeah, always he thinking about new ways to promote and himself. I'm, I'm always thinking. For the holidays, I'm gonna dress up as Santa Claus. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> you can get your holidays, <laughs> children. My kid, hi, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> My tit. Well, I don't know, Jeff. The drunk was making a lot of statements about you, Eric, and then I put you on, and then Jeff hangs up. So what can I do? I I try to give Jeff airtime. He, yeah, I somehow I never do it right for him. I guarantee he he'll call back when when I hang up the phone. All right, we'll see. All right, Eric, take care, and uh, there you go. Eric was not thrown off the set of Blue Bloods like Jeff the Drunk had to say. He's fully vaccinated. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If he, if he calls back, I, I, if he calls back, I'll call back. All right. All right. Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Bye. Right. There he is. Hi, Pitch Eric, who says, hey, what do you want from me? Look, he can even end a call. You remember how it is with Jeff? He never wants you to hang up unless he. By the way, I've seen Eric's Kerry, Kelly Clarkson uh, costume. It's pretty cute. He's got <laughs> that tied up shirt. Yeah, he's got like a belly shirt. Early, and, uh, early Kelly really, Clarkson. Early Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> when she was on American Idol. And uh, he's got the, the wig and lipstick. He's got the whole fucking nine yards wow. there. And vouch for him. You almost, you know, you can't even recognize the two of them if they were standing together. You couldn't pick them out. Who's well, you know Eric what's funny? Who's Kelly? <laughs> One time, uh, Eric was bent over in his Kelly Clarkson outfit, and I saw a little bit of ass crack. I thought it was Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> I got this tricked. is Kelly Clarkson. It was just a hint of ass crack. Oh. <laughs> Moment like this. Oh, oh, oh. Hi, oh. who's high pitch? <laughs> 
Anyway, I'm sorry Jeff is angry with me. I love Jeff, but, you know, he's got to chill. He's got to give me a break. I cannot always pick up. I know Bobo gets depressed when I don't pick up on him. And uh, and, and uh, people think I don't like them. I just, I have a show and I, I, you know, I can't interrupt an interview with Mick Jagger or or Billy Joel for that matter. You know, I, you know, to, so I can hear about Jeff not getting uh, Social Security and Cameo money simultaneously. No, his, his washing machine is broken. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what that's about. He's he's hung up. So I'm going to move on then. Okay. I was hope I was trying to give him some airtime, but he doesn't want it. A few months ago, weren't they trying to load some kind of a walk-in shower into that trailer of his? Yeah, he was installing. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. He was installing a. Um, <laughs> he was taking out the tub and putting in a walk-in shower with a special uh, attachment on it, so he yeah. could hose himself off like an elephant. But that's not enough. He's got to yeah. have more. <laughs> he wants more. He's got a lot going on in that trailer. But anyway, I'll give him a plug. Uh, you, you, Jeff, the drunks on cameo, and feel free to use his service. There you go. I wonder what he does when he hangs up. I just wonder what state he's in. He screams and yells. I've seen it because he used really? to do a thing. Yeah, he used to do a video where he'd call into the show. When I didn't pick up, he just screams and he yells and he runs around his trailer like fucking angry with oh. me. And I said to him, I can't. At one time on the show years ago, if you remember, if you're a real fan, you really remember that I let Jeff the drunk come in with Carly Simon. And sing right. Mockingbird. And I think it ruined him, honestly, because <laughs> it was a stupid move on my part. Because then all of a sudden he was like, oh, my God, I'm I'm performing with Carly Simon. And then for a while, I had Willie Nelson, and he wanted to perform with Willie Nelson. Then he wanted to perform. And, it, you know, the joke was over. It was funny one time. But then he got crazy because uh, I didn't keep doing it. He, he's got a list of complaints against me. And I don't know. I seem to be the only person in the world who ever took an interest in him. Well, that's what I was going to say. Who else is treating him to anything? I, I don't know. I don't know. But this was what I think ruined Jeff the Drunk. Mike. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Bird. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mockingbird. Well, everybody, have you heard? Have you heard? He's going to buy me. She's going to buy me. Mockingbird. And if that Mockingbird don't sing, but don't sing. She's gonna buy I didn't think he was that bad, actually. She's going to find me some peace of mind. And if that piece of peace of mind won't stay, I'm going to find myself a better way. If that better way don't shine, she's going to break this heart of mine. Why, yes, indeed. Whoa, yes, indeed. I say, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. One more. No, I had to cut it off. But, you know, it's so funny. He would have gone on forever. Oh, yeah. It's so funny in life. Like, 
That was his high point, and it was her low point. Like I know this, this, they this time, inside it. <laughs> yeah, like she was like I was married to James Taylor. I performed. I've had hit records. Yeah, I've written you know. songs that the world is. You know, <laughs> I've been to the White House. <laughs> and shockingly, Carly hasn't been back since. So. <laughs> but my the reason I say it was Jeff's downfall is it's like feeding a pigeon. You know, once well, you do that, that was his niche. Now he's going to come yeah. and sing with every famous person, famous singer who sh- who does the show. That's what he thought. Yeah. But I'm like this old man sitting on a park bench feeding the pigeons, and the pigeons never leave if you keep putting out more bread. So, <laughs> hi, you guys. How's my pigeons? Yeah, good boy. Here's your bread. <laughs> Give me more bread. And he doesn't recognize the difference between him and Eric is that Eric just does things. Jeff complains when he doesn't get to do things. Yeah. Well, Jeff's thing is complaining, I've learned. But But my point is that his whole life is like that. You know, he watches what somebody else does, and then he complains that he doesn't do it. Right. That's a good observation. There you go. Well, uh, uh, Jeff, I hope you take uh, note of all these uh, wonderful... It's really constructive criticism, yeah. Yeah. That's right. There you go. Constructive. Hey, so I was, uh, I wanted to bring up, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole for 34 minutes because it's <laughs> seven thirty four in the morning, but, um, I was looking at this thing here with Trump, this woman, uh, Stephanie Grisham, this is an amazing story. She wrote a book. She used to work for Trump. She was his press secretary. And if you remember, she was the woman who Trump brought in, and she never had a press conference for right. the press. She was literally just the name only. She was the press he, secretary you never saw. Yeah. Like, you know, Biden has a press secretary, and the press secretary comes out regularly, briefs the press on what the president's going to be doing. Her name is Jen Psaki, and that's it. And Trump wanted to be like a real president, even though he was a make-believe president. But he was a, like, like, he goes, oh, I should have a press secretary. And he tried that dude for a while, and he was horrible. He's just, he, he looked like a deer in the headlights. I forget his name. He was on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, and then they had, um, they had that the angry lady. woman, yeah. Huckabee lady. She was like, you know, yelling at everyone. Sean Spicer was the guy's name. And then Huckabee came on and she was yelling and screaming like a lunatic and angry with the press because, listen, she was defending some kooky things. But she sold her soul to the devil. And then, you know, so yeah, after a while, angry before anybody asked a question, she was. Angry. Yeah. And then finally, <laughs> Trump just like decided, well, fuck that. I'm not going to brief the press because why? Why should I be? Why should I be a real president? It's the whole thing. I, I, I lost the election and I'm still the president. So why, what the fuck? I lost by three million votes. The majority of the people don't want me. It's a disaster. And, uh, you know, it lasted for one term. But uh, it was a crazy four years. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, this woman gets appointed press secretary who never, ever held a press conference. So it was just a name only. And then uh, she wrote a book. So now now Trump doesn't like her because she wrote a book. I don't know. Now Hold she's on. talking to the press. <laughs> Hold on one second. Jeff, it's Jeff over. The, the, I, I would. I was begging for you to to be a part of that segment. I did thirty four minutes on you, but now I'm on to Trump. Okay, now you, you understand. It's over, Johnny. 
Yeah. Hey, Al. Yeah. Yes. Can you please leave me on? Try to listen. Oh, okay. Hold on. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. He goes, my phone dropped. But it's over. You can't, I don't want to get started. Anyway, this woman wrote a book. Now, you know, anyone who writes a book about Trump, he hates. He liked her, but now he doesn't like her. There's always these wars going on in that world. And in her new book, this woman says, this is crazy. Trump called her from Air Force One to insist that his penis was not small or toadstool-shaped. So remember Stormy Daniels had sex with him, and she said, Trump has a small dick, and it looks like a little toadstool. Uh, which, you know, you know, which, by the way, that to me is standard equipment, <laughs> what I'm working with. But anyway, she said that, and it evidently fucked his head so much that he called this Stephanie Grisham from Air Force One to complain to her because she's kind of hot, that Stephanie Grisham. And I think it was freaking him out. He probably wanted to fuck her or something. Who knows what he wanted to do. But I think he wanted her to correct it in the press somehow. Maybe. <laughs> You you need to hold an immediate press conference and explain to people that I'm the president and my penis is long. So listen to this. Um, Grisham also wrote in her book that Trump cuts his own hair with giant scissors, <laughs> <laughs> like clown scissors, like into Edward Scissorhands things. <laughs> she said, like uh, you know when you go to a ribbon cutting ceremony and they have oh, a, an the oversight, really big one, yeah, like those. She she says, oh. like 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 into ribbon cutting scissors. And then this is even another wacky thing. This is I don't understand him. He did not announce that he was undergoing a colonoscopy to avoid being the, and I'm not trying to be funny here, the butt of jokes. <laughs> In other words, he didn't want the late night people like Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel and Fallon making jokes about him going in for a colonoscopy. That so he, would be like so, giving a lion raw meat. They would just eat it up. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like there wasn't enough to chew on there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he also. Kimmel. Well, he was also kind of freaked out because um, I guess for the colonoscopy, they, of course, have to put you under anesthesia. And any time a president is under, under anesthesia, this is what I read, that whenever a person's under anesthesia and you're the president, you have to turn over responsibilities to the vice president, who would be Mike Pence. And Trump so badly didn't want to turn anything over to Mike Pence, even for those few minutes. Wow. That, that he underwent the colonoscopy without being put under. Ooh. Which is fucking crazy. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I, I don't I'm believe he's that news. brave. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Do I have that right, you guys, or am I making that up somewhere? I'm just, I just got to check my own facts. I don't want to. You can't believe I heard it he, even though you're reading it. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh. Hold on a second. Who's that? Hello, everybody. Hi. Uh, Hi. I'm, it's me, uh, your president. favorite president who has a very large, un-mushroom-like penis. It's huge. for like a yam or a butternut squash or something like that. Got it? You're saying your penis is large. Yes. It is, it is not mushroom-like. It is like a yam no. or a butternut squash. 
It's really meaty. It's really meaty. Believe do you believe. Do you hate it? Do you hate when a book comes out and mentions your penis? Oh, listen, listen. First off, fake book printed on fake paper in China, which, by the way, is not selling very well. Many people are saying there are too many words. Too many words. Not enough pictures. <laughs> Boring. And you want everyone to know that you've got a big penis. Excuse me. Excuse me, Howard. Everyone already does know that, okay? There is no one who doesn't know I have a huge penis. In fact, I already have my slogan ready for 2024. Trump, big penis. Can you picture a bunch of tough, rugged guys in camo storming the Capitol wearing red hats that say big penis? I sure can. All right. Well, there you go. The president is saying that he does have a big Enormous. penis. Absolutely. Now he's a big Who's what is going on here, Howard? Well, you're here, Mr. Former Howard. 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 Oh, uh, Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger, everyone, who, who himself was governor of uh, California and uh, uh, actually horrible a critic governor. of... He was a horrible governor? Uh, horrible. <laughs> terrible. Oh, this, this, this Trump is an existential threat to our democracy, Howard. And also, his dick is super small. Uh, a one-term president with a one-inch cock. Well, uh, a lot of harsh, no, so harsh words, harsh words being thrown around, Arnold. How can you be so sure about the president's penis? Listen, when we were filming The Apprentice, we were both standing at the urinals, and I got a look at Trump's dick, and let me tell you, it's one of the smallest things I've ever seen. I remember looking down and thinking, is that a pimple or a penis? I can't tell. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember seeing your penis at the urinal. Let me tell you, it was smaller than your ratings when you ruined The Apprentice, which I love more than all of my children combined, other than a Bullshit! Ivanka. My penis is so big, I can do dumbbells curls with it. Listen. One. Two. Yeah, that's my penis. And listen, listen. Any woman who fucks you is saying hasta la vista to an orgasm. Believe me. You're so flabby. You have a bigger belly than I did when I played a pregnant man. Fake news. I am in tremendous shape and my penis is so long I can tie it in knots. And nuts. I can strongly make balloon animals. It's a great party trick. And no one knows parties like me. That I can tell you. I'm going to do my impression of mail order bride Melania. Uh, uh, is it in? <laughs> Melania loves my huge dick. And by the way, by the way, I also have enormous balls. That's why I tip forward when I walk. It's the weight of my tremendous balls pulling me forward. You're wow. a lot as who just sits around eating buckets of fried chicken. The only exercise you get is grabbing pussies. Shut up, maid fucker. The only Mexicans I fuck are the ones I deport. That's how we're different, Donald. I make handsome Mexican babies. You lock them up in cages. I got to tell you, you know what? Wait a second. You know what this reminds me of, Mr. President? When you were What's having that? the argument on my show with uh, the, the the guy from the Daily AJ News. A.J. Benza. A.J. Benza. Thank you, Robin. A.J. Benza. Yes, you and A.J. really went at it. And now it's you and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, can't you do I can handle this, this Austrian loser. Cheeto dick. You know what, bitch tits? Yeah, well, you're, you're a piss driver. Box office poison. I'm high pitch Eric, and you're Jeff the Drunk. You're a pony fucker. You take the American dream, you fake it, you shit on it, then you bankrupt it. You gap tooth Biden lover. 
You have this bigger like, titties than your wife. This Listen, is like that's. You know what? You know what? I can't stand this. I can't. You're the worst thing to come out of Austria, other than Hans and Franz. Okay. Okay. You know what, Howard? <laughs> let's settle this once and for all. Okay. In honor no. of Cocktober, Trump, I challenge you to a cock off. Listen to this. That's my cock. My maid got all of this, and she loved it. Ah, it makes a toast curl. Uh, that's pathetic. That's pathetic. Listen to this. Listen to this. I thought it'd be more impressive. All right. All right. All three <laughs> of my wives got that, all right? Plus Stormy Daniels, even though she's lying, but I totally hit that. Oh, yeah, but I'm just warming up. Yeah, you like that, Mr. Former President? That's 100% Schwarzerkack. I'm the future president. In your dreams, you crazy fuck. Double fuck you, you washed up immigrant. All right, guys. You know, uh, yes. this, is, this is like the Lincoln-Douglas debates, kind of. I mean, this is what it must have been to be alive during that time. Sure. Absolutely. You know what we're doing? It we're just going so around proud. in circles, Howard. Let's play Wipeout with a dick's Trump. Come on. All right, that I can do. Even CNN knows that. Tremendous, 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 tremendous. Tremendous, tremendous. My Wipe out! What are you guys, what exactly are you guys doing? You're taking your cocks like a drumstick and banging them into the microphone? I'm beating it on my desk here at my logo. That's my cock, so thick and veiny and Look muscular. at that. Look at those balls. I have my balls sitting on the desk with my Let's cock, do. which I'm baiting. If you guys really want to settle this, whose cock has more girth and sound to it, uh, you'd have to do it one at a time. Now, now, Arnold, let me hear you play Wipeout with your cock. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Pretty good. What are you using, the head or the, the, the shaft? It's it's hard to move because the head is so far away from the shaft. It's just all the way up this drive. Get to move it. You know, it's it's difficult to manipulate. Let me just whack it. Let, Let the president head. go, Mister President. Yeah, go ahead. Do your by. version okay, of Wipeout. Ready? Okay. Here we yeah, go. Here go we go. Here are my balls. It's a draw, right, Robin? <laughs> Is that your penis? Howard. Yeah, that was uh, a lot uh, of balls it, I heard. It, it's it's leaking. Hold on. <laughs> Howard, how can a man who can't take care of his body take care of this country? You know, I don't know what's worse, America after COVID or this guy's flabby, floppy mentis after oh, 70 up, years of shitty dieting. Listen, an Asian guy called. He wants his penis back. Oh, All right, yeah. look. Well, I'm the cockinator, and you're the one terminator. Who fucks an ugly Mexican maid? Couldn't you possibly fuck an American maid? I mean, what is wrong with you? You're oh. un-American. I'm more American than you. And you you know couldn't what? even pronounce the state that you're a governor of. Come on. Ah, oh, come on. You, you're like the godfather. If all his children were Fredo. All right, oh, listen. Listen, listen, I can still deport you. I know people at immigration. 
How are you going right. to run this country when you can barely walk down a ramp, you idiot? Ah, now I have callus on my cock from hitting it so hard. It feels fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Bridget Nielsen was so disappointed. She went from you to Flavor Flav. She went from your tiny cock to his huge clock. What? Nobody's are you listening talking? to you. They're just listening to my beautiful <laughs> penis. All right. You weirdo. Uh, how about another drum solo? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, guys. I mean, uh, this is crazy. This is this crazy. He's a weirdo. He's just whacking his penis the entire time. <laughs> I'm smacking my taint on the microphone now. Listen to this. I have tremendous taint. I didn't get to mention that. I have the most incredible right. taint you've Mr. ever President, seen. No one has taint you. like the way I have taint. All right. Mr. President, thank Ooh, you. And Arnold. Thank you, there. Howard. Thank you. You're Governor. Donkey. Oh. What is that? Your donkey? Yes, there's Lulu in the back. She's, you know, she gets upset when I scream, but it's okay. This is, I'll just go back to my penis. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mr. President and Mr. Governor, thank you very thank much. You. And, um, Told you he was a you pony know, fucker. I think, you two gained, I think you two gained a little respect for one another today. Admit it. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Well, With myself, of course. If I see Donald do a close grip bench press, then I'd be impressed. All right. Thanks, Bunch guys. Bunch of homos are at the gym. Believe me. Oh, come on. Mr. President, stop it. Please. It's, it's, it's beneath you. He'll, he'll tell you. He'll tell you. <laughs> Is everyone gone? Everyone's no, gone now. Here. Oh, I'm you're sad. Oh, okay. <laughs> With my penis now. Ah, oh, Zeppelin. Ah, Very good. Ah, now everyone's gone. Now we're oh, okay. okay. Seal the door closed. That was I a hell of a debate. I didn't want to start talking about them while they were, either one of them could still hear. I'll tell you, I love a good political debate, though. I got to admit, I do. It sounds like sucker. two guys with not much to do. <laughs> mm. me, now, uh, Miley told me when she recorded this song. Well, actually, when she was here, uh, she said that she thinks of her dog who passed away when she sings this song. Which I get. We got a situation now going on in my house. I'm going on my fucking mind. We got this um, uh, three-year-old beautiful Persian cat. You know, the white, fluffy Persian cat. So I guess, uh, I, I, I'm not, I mean, I don't know the full story. Beth knows it. But uh, the cat came to us covered in feces and uh, had been completely neglected. Turns out has a heart condition, an enlarged heart. Uh, I mean, just the cat could barely walk because its fur was so matted and tight. And so uh, we've we've had the cat with us for about a week, and man, is he making strides! And uh, he, we we you know we had him shaved, we had him full medical, the whole thing. You know, this is what we do. This is what Beth does. I'm I'm along for the ride, but I get affected so emotionally. It's I'm I'm, like, I'm all fucked up from this uh, rescue stuff because we named him Grogu. Why Grogu? Because yes, uh, why Grogu? He look, what is that? Because he looks like Yoda, and Yoda, if you remember, Baby Yoda is Grogu. Oh, so he, I did not so know I, that. <laughs> so I named him Grogu. So you got okay. Yoda and Grogu. And I had this sort of fantasy that, like, uh, when Yoda came to us, that we were told he only had a few months to live, 
and he really his heart got much better. So I'm thinking with Grogu, if we give him a whole bunch of good love and good food and you know, you know, good water and just everything he never had, toys and things to play with, that he his heart would heal. But we were told that by the doctor this is a little bit different situation because he has an enlarged heart. He could drop dead at any time. And he's doing so well, and he's so happy. I was playing with a little mouse toy with him last night. He was chasing the mouse toy. But would uh, you know? So I'm so attached to this little guy. We're even thinking of keeping him. And but I don't know, man. If he dies, I'm going to be wrecked, like a wrecking ball, like Miley Cyrus. So we got him here now, Grogu, and he's so cute. If you 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 got to see. I got to send you some videos, Robin. He's such. I was going to say, bring Grogu in right now. Oh my God, Grogu! Yeah, maybe I should. Well, maybe after October, I can bring okay. in Grogu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> first things first. He looks like a poodle because he's all shaved, but right, his hair, he's his got fur that is coming lion back. Cut. <laughs> yeah, but his fur is growing back, and he's doing so well. He's so cute. He's really, he's really cute. But uh, I'm sitting here like I'm wondering. Like Beth said to me today, the doctor said that all of a sudden. His legs could get wobbly. His heart, it'll it'll happen, and and his heart will and his heart will just burst. You know, that's it. He's Jeez. done. I know, man. And it's like, oh god. And he's doing so well now. He's finally happy. For three years, he hasn't had. He's been completely neglected. You know, he hasn't gotten any love, and now he's so happy. Walks around like he's you know king of the hill. He's hanging out with some of my other cats. He's playing. Don't ask. So, Wrecking Ball. Yeah, Grogu came into my life like a wrecking ball. I came in like a wrecking ball. My heart breaks all the time. I, I can't handle it. I sit the best. I can't take all this. It's like, you know, you ever watch these Disney movies where, like, Bambi's mother gets shot? I, my whole life, every day I'm in a new Bambi-like situation. Am I, I going know. nuts? I said that a while back. I said, I don't know how you guys go through it. Because you take in all these cats that have so many problems. Then we adopt the cats out. And then I see I see when Beth's bringing the cats to the new family, I see like major cat beds, scratching posts, cat trees, all leaving with the cat. I go, wait, wait a second, isn't that our stuff? She goes, well, he likes it. What do these people get to do? You're doing everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I go, I go, what, what are you doing? She goes, he loves it. I can't bear it. Like, I'm, I, this is his favorite bowl and this is his favorite cat tree. I go, honey, what the fuck kind of money? You should see the money I'm spending here. I says, does anybody ever give a donation? She goes, a couple of people do. It's cheap motherfuckers. They get all that stuff and they don't even think to get it in their pocket. There was one lady so rich. I can't tell you how rich she is. She didn't give a dime. I was like, Jesus Christ. I guess they figure off what the bill, which I do. I do it gladly, but man, you should see what these cats leave with. I'm sitting there. I'm doing an accounting. <laughs> she gave uh, one woman two weeks worth of food, two weeks of cans of, of, of wet food. I mean, well, she doesn't think these people can't afford the food, does she? <laughs> I go, honey, can't these people take care of their kids? She goes, I just want to make sure they, you know, the cat has toys and, you know, because she gets attached. And so do I. I don't want Grogu leaving here without his, uh, he has a, we bought him a Tesla. So, I mean, he's got to have a <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> 
You know, you know what it is. These cats are so defenseless, and they, you know, they don't have any. There's no advocacy for them, and you know, we've domesticated cats, so they depend on us. We did this to them. We, you well, know. Persians, especially Persians, can't clean themselves. Most cats, that's right, will have a lot of their own independence and could exist in the wild very well. But a Persian has been totally manipulated by man and cannot take care of itself. Oh, my God. Yeah. And people get them because they're cute. They don't know how to take care of them. We got to brush Yoda three, four times a day just to keep the knots out. When and, and when Grogu came to us, he was covered in shit. And the poor little guy is trying to clean him. He gave up on cleaning himself. Now we got him shaved and all washed and cleaned up. Now, when he, last night I was with him. He's cleaning his asshole. And I go, good for you. <laughs> I go, now, you got, now you're making headway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He go, he go, yeah, he's like, wow, now I'm making headway. <laughs> so it's a, it's a heartbreaking thing animal rescue and then beth and i go on our walk every day and she gives me the rundown what's going on with these animals i tell you i'm ready to jump off a cliff if i could find a cliff i don't think she should be giving you this information doesn't she know oh. you have a problem maintaining any kind of equilibrium no she no! doesn't know that and i scream and yell i start telling her what to do she tells me about this person, that I go, listen, you got this fucking person there, fucking bullshit. She goes, you got to calm down. I go, you're charging me up with these stories about animal rescue. I'm going out of my fucking mind. I, I go, let me straighten these things out. Let me get on the phone to these people. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like go, a great walk. <laughs> we take a walk. She'll, like, she'll, she goes... There's a little kitten we rescued, but but uh, it's from another animal rescue, and they're saying I, you know, they're going to put it in a cage, but I, but he's living with us, and I told them no, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're going to put the little guy in a cage when he could live in our house, and we can get him a home. Yes, and they say they want the cat back, and I go, don't they have enough cats? They want this yeah, cat. Rescue another one now. <laughs> oh my God, you don't even know. One cat rescue is jealous of the other cat rescue. It's just like, it's like, dude, we're overrun with cats. Anyone who can help. <laughs> There's plenty of cats to rescue. Yeah. Oh, man, I get so fucked in the head from all this nonsense. Oh. And then, you know, Beth brings up all these problems. And you know me. I'm a problem solver. Oh, yeah. I'm like, give me, right the, in I go, give me the phone. I'll call this person. No. Don't no, I was just I just wanted to vent. I didn't want you to spring into action. I go, no. <laughs> I go, let, I, I, let me handle this. I'm an executive. You know what you've got to do? You've got to make well, I think that I don't know if who's worse because at one time during the pandemic, you were constantly screaming about the people not wearing masks <laughs> on your yeah. walk or running up to you. Yes. And now she gives you the cat problems on your, your walk should be free of all that. It should be right? just a moment where the two of you are together, admiring nature, nope. uh, breathing fresh air and enjoying Not according each to Beth. Oh. This is how I walk. Not according <laughs> to Beth. This is how our walk starts out. I go, honey, I don't bring my phone on the walk. I don't want any uh -huh. interruptions. I go on this walk for an hour. I don't want phone calls. I don't want work shit. I don't want anything. I go, honey, you going to bring your phone? Yeah, she brings her phone every time on the wall. <laughs> I go, okay. I go, maybe leave the phone home. 
She goes, no, I got to save lives. This is what I do. So she's on the phone getting bulletins about all the bullshit going on with these cats. And then she starts telling me what's going on. And I go crazy. I go, I, I go I, what am I going to do? This is what she wants to do. She's my wife, and that's it. That's what I do. I do what she does. Have you ever proposed? Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah. It, let's it, she, leave it. didn't it. go over. No. It did not go over well. She goes like this. <laughs> Don't you know what I do? Don't you know? For an hour now, we've got this cat in the hospital, and this one's on a ventilator, and this one's on a uh, oh, incubator, dear. and this one's on a fucking... I, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> then she goes, okay. where, where do you want to walk? I go, into the ocean, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't dare bring up to Beth anymore, not to bring her phone. Are you kidding me? Uh, no, man, I get yelled at and like, don't you know what I do? I go, oh. and you know what? I've learned to quietly... Uh, whenever Beth goes on that phone, I just quietly walk. I look at the trees. I go, hmm, how do I paint that you. tree? How do I paint that? How do I paint this? And look around. All right. Think about how much time I have left on the earth. <laughs> Sucking it in, enjoying it while I'm walking around. I do. That's what I think about. I go, hmm, I'm going to be dead soon. Let me say, oh, look at that beautiful tree. Take it in. You come up with another beautiful thought. <laughs> yeah. I have other thoughts that I don't share with other people. Gee, I hope I don't fall down. Hmm. Hope I don't have a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. No, Beth, Beth will not. I I brought, believe me, I brought up maybe possibly taking a phone-free walk, but she says she can't. Mm. You know. I just thought it would be nice for both of your psyches to have hey. that little moment of freedom and Listen, quiet. I brought it up. You? I'm a married man. I... I I don't want any angst. We can, we, we're busy on that phone. How dare you? <laughs> you talk to <about> Beth. <laughs> See how it goes. Oh, my goodness. I wish she was here right now. She'd tell you, we need to take that phone. Well, anyway, hey, it is Cocktober. And it's almost the end of Cocktober. Oh, I got three oh, guys goodness. here. Has all of Cocktober like, passed us by? Yeah, we had a couple of nice October events, especially. Well, one got ruined because Sal couldn't pee on command. <laughs> but uh, today's October segment, I believe, is the best. This is going to amaze and shock you, Robin. All right. Um, I'm going to do my best to tell the audience what's going on here because what these guys do is very visual. But I think I could describe it almost like a sporting event. It's uh, So we, I gave the guys a, a thing. I said, let's make this the best October ever, you know. And um, these three guys, our talent scouts found, they have the most <laughs> remarkable penises I've ever seen. It's remarkable what they can do with the size. and the, and uh, I mean. We have penis talent scouts, huh? Yeah, we do. This is called <laughs> stupid penis tricks. Like Letterman, you know. Stu <laughs> Excuse me, stupid pet trick, stupid penis Does tricks. Does your cock hang low? Can you stretch it to and fro? Can you tie it in the Does it have an extra hole? Can you pull it? Can you tuck it? <laughs> Stupid penis yes. oh my. All right, let's meet our performers. Uh, right up here on the Zoom, you got uh, Robert Ryan, who is, uh, this guy's a professional. He's a, an entertainer. <laughs> He's fantastic. He really, truly is. Uh, this man is a legend. Uh, he, really? he actually makes, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. 
Are you kidding? This was a first of all, he's in puppetry of the penis. Oh. Good morning, uh, Robert. How are you? Good morning. I'm so good morning. Good. How are you guys? Oh, please. Very an honor good. to have you here. I mean, uh, you're such a performer, and thank you for helping us celebrate Cocktober. We love yeah. Cocktober around here. Yeah, all these other shows like, um, um, like uh, the Kelly Clarkson show, they, they ignore Cocktober. Ellen, um, she hasn't mentioned Ellen, it once. <laughs> Ellen has never brought up Cocktober. But uh, Robert, by the way, I'll, I'll introduce all the guys, but uh, first Robert is up. And like I said, he's in Puppetry of the Penis, which is a live show in Las Vegas. And he could twist and bend his cock into a whole bunch of different shapes, and uh, he makes a good living doing it, right? How long have you been wow. in Puppetry of the Penis? Uh, we're here in Las Vegas seven years. Yeah. Amazing. Are you uh, one of the originators of Puppetry of the Penis? I am not one of the originators of Puppetry of the Penis. Uh, the show's over 25 years old, but uh, I've been here in Vegas, like I said, seven. How'd they find you? Because there's only a couple of people. Because Puppetry of the Penis is actually on tour, right? Like, it, there's different touring groups of Puppetry of the Penis. There is, yeah. I've toured um, once before with the originator of the show. I was in Berlin for an uh, adult circus for a winter. But most of the time I'm here in Vegas. But I auditioned. I went to a cold audition and took my clothes off and did some tricks and spun my dick around. And they gave Good me a for call. You. And uh, you uh, you live in Las Vegas. You're from Michigan. Yeah. You're 36 years old. And uh, yeah. when you, what is an audition like? When you like, first of all, were you inhibited getting naked for the audition? Was it uh, an embarrassing kind of situation to be naked? Uh, I love getting naked. I I love whipping it out and showing it off. So <laughs> it was one of the it was one of the first times that it was okay. Um, you know, it wasn't a family reunion or Thanksgiving or a friend's birthday party. So it was, uh, it was celebrated. Um, yeah, it I was must be it. a fantastic life. As long as it's Cocktober, let's talk cock. Yeah. You know, I, my penis is an inch flaccid. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm about six inches hard. It grows. But to have a, a, a shower like yours, your, your, your cock is nine inches hard and it's five inches thick. Yeah. Which is outstanding. I mean, at what age do you realize? that your cock is this big when does when does it occur to you it took a while um as we're kind of raised as men in this joking mentality of like oh you have a small dick man oh yeah you've got a small dick so i grew up just thinking i probably have the smallest dick in the world and um it was in high school in the showers and I looked around and I thought, wow, these guys really have small dicks. These right. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I've got the big dick. Right. <laughs> Did your father have a big dick? He does. He has like the same dick as me. It's amazing. Wow. So does my brother. <sighs> it's awesome. Oh, you're Chip so off lucky. Your block. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, and I'm not making a joke, having a big dick, it's so freeing and liberating. Like you could go to a nudist colony or you could go, you know. Like, you're not ashamed. I mean, you're quite proud to show it off. I'm, sh I'm full of shame even to go to a doctor. Uh, ah, it's embarrassing. You should be it's happy horrible. and proud. Happy and proud of what? You, <laughs> you even describe, uh, when, in the shower, you know, guys go, I don't look at other guys' dicks. Of course they do. And I, and I, and it's horrible. I've got like a, a like a little tiny egg in a bird's nest. And, and I'm so ashamed because I'm like, you know, should I keep my hairs down there long so that it covers everything, or should I shave them so maybe it looks bigger? But then the you know it's just it's 
but I if you shave it, it looks like a baby penis. Uh, so it's should, a real. You should just um, just trim it so it shows off the beauty that is. But mm. you're able to, you know, get out of the jungle so we can all see the goods. Yeah. Um, so the, the you say that um, you are circumcised, but because you have stretched the skin down there so much from puppetry of the penis and the various penis tricks you do, that um, you have a bit of extra skin on the head, and that um, when you perform in this puppetry of penis, your your penis and balls are projected onto a screen, which is 12 feet uh, large. So it, it's really a tremendous attention on your penis, but... When you go to the audition, do they say to you, look, you've got a big cock. Maybe we could teach you what to do with it. Or do you walk in with tricks already practiced and performed? Both. Both. Hmm. I practiced and performed a couple of their very famous tricks. and then Which tricks did a, you do? I did the hamburger. I did the right. hot dog. And I yes. did the wristwatch. Um. What are you going to be doing for us today? Because uh, Robin's going to be a maid. Robin, are you excited? I mean, uh, me, I'm a heterosexual male. And uh, you have no interest uh, with all these zero, questions. Of course. <laughs> I have no you're, interest in you're seeing firing these questions like um, a bad man. <laughs> I'm so jealous, I can't even tell you. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but, but, but you say, and these tricks, how long does it take you to learn, like, the hamburger trick where you take your cock and actually molded into uh, 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 a hamburger bun and, and a hamburger uh, appearance. How does how long does it take to perfect something like that? Uh, it took a while. Um, I mean, uh, probably a couple beers and a shot. The hamburger is wow. a pretty easy one. The, <laughs> the hamburger is pretty easy. Um, right. But there are other tricks like um, the Eiffel Tower or the Loch Ness Monster that took a long, long time. It's one of those, like, you have to go home and work on it in the mirror, and then you get hard, and you have to wait until it wow. gets soft, and then, and then you do it again, and yeah. None of these tricks, if you get hard on stage, it, the show is ruined. Is that correct? The show is ruined. You cannot get hard. Um, we've had a couple close calls. I've had a couple close calls. There's been hmm. a few audience members that... They look at you a certain way, or you know someone in the audience. Um, oof, there's been a couple close calls where you have to kind of pull out of a trick fast or sooner <laughs> than anticipated. And like, let's let's move on to the next one. No more touching. Is it is it dangerous to do these manipulations with your penis and balls? Uh, I mean, the kids at home shouldn't try these tricks. Am I correct? I mean, this is uh, stuff that uh, have you ever damaged your penis? I have never damaged my penis, but like you said, I've, I've stretched it. So I have a little more, um, I've got a little more foreskin and, um, my balls can go quite a ways from the stretching as well. But no, amateurs shouldn't try it. Um, right. anybody, I, I take that back. Anyone and everyone should try the hamburger. But other than that, let's leave it to the professionals. Yeah. And the hamburger is you take a ball on each side and you put your penis in sideways uh, where you, uh, pr you present as a uh, hamburger bun and a uh, hamburger. Mm -hmm. And then it's yeah. like a 90-degree turn and a smash down. Yeah. Wow. Why did you never go on America's Got Talent when I was a judge? You would have won hands down. You know, there's something about nudity and, and television. <sighs> so uptight. It's that Simon Cowell. He's, you know... <laughs> He can't handle cock. Um, uh, Robert, it says here you're gay. 
and yeah. uh, and you're and you're in a relationship, but you once fucked an audience mem- member after a show. Uh, is I that did. ethical? Uh, what happened? You were on stage. Your beautiful cock was out, and uh, this guy got turned on. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, but it's, it's not as hot as you think. It was kind of arranged. Um, it was a, it was a, a sexual friend that I have and we're, um, so it was arranged of like, I'd like to fuck the star. Oh, well, you should come to the show tonight and then you can fuck the star. Uh, well, this, is, uh, this is, uh, outrageous. Uh, as you can see, everybody has their groupies, Robin, uh, not I just me so. or you. That's right. Um, all right, let's no get down to business. No one was hurt. It was a fun time. Of course. Now, well, when how you does take... your partner feel about you showing your penis off like this and doing this as a performance? He uh, he met me um, deep into my uh, my cock entertaining days. I see. Uh, and he respects it and loves it, and I respect okay. and love him. So he's he's really supportive. I'm lucky. Very lucky. This boyfriend of yours, when you pull on your pants and you show him nine inches hard and five inches thick, I'm assuming he's taking it in his ass. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you're up to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Does he take the whole full nine inches and the, this yes. beer can size uh, girth into his ass? I mean, I don't know if it's beer can. It's it's five around, but it's it's something. And he does. He takes it. God. What a what a special guy. Uh, I know. Wow. I can see why you're in you can't love. Let I him go. You're an no, angel. no. How many guys could take nine inches? You're saying you go balls deep? Yeah, if I can. Yeah. Fantastic. For sure. Fantastic. Isn't that something, Robin? I mean, you even you even Robin. Oh, that's uh that's a lot. When you experienced the few times uh, anal, Robin, you didn't have a nine-inch... Oh, uh, no, never, ever, ever. Not five around or nine, nothing like that. Right, right. It sounds like you were with almost a woman. Uh, that's how you <laughs> that's were able to... <laughs> yeah, well, and, and your boyfriend, I assume, is large as well, or is he uh, not as gifted as you? He is, he is large. He is not as gifted as me, but he is larger than normal. Yeah. Wow, isn't that wonderful? What a, what a, what a wonderful couple. And uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I congratulate you on that. All right. So let's get down to business. You've heard it all. Uh, this is a gentleman who lives with a nine inch penis. He's very gifted. I, he's put in his 10,000 hours of practice and he can do amazing things. And just to entertain us, Robert will be showing us three tricks, Robert. Now, the first stunt Robert does is the, of course, classic hamburger trick. As we said, this hamburger is the balls are the buns. And the penis becomes the patty, so to speak. Yes. Uh, and um, and here we go. Take a look at this. This is uh, for your amusement. And oh. Um, oh. yes, oh my, is right now. Yes. Wow. Wow. Just look wow. at that in there. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Now, now it's a meaty many, burger. Yeah. How many tricks? Can, th- that is fantastic. How many tricks can you do <laughs> with your penis? Have you ever counted the amount? I think we do about 40. And that's not the problem. What do you think of that? Jesus, that's amazing. I can't believe. I mean, that doesn't hurt all that manipulation no. and bending and turning. And no. Twisting. Man's a pro. Um, <laughs> okay. It looked more like Thor's hammer than a hamburger, if I could be. <laughs> oh, front. shit. Yeah. Can you, a meaty can, burger. You, when you're on stage, do you do patter along with it? Uh, do you have some sort of a routine, some comedy, so that uh, the audience is relaxed and enjoying this uh, more, more yeah, effectively? We do. We, um, we have, a, I guess, a light script of um, the, the usual jokes that always work, but um, we're always 
Um, my co-host Jamie Morris and I were always bouncing off of each other, and we're improv artists, so it's nice. Um, it's really nice having a co-star that you can bounce off of and play with the audience. Yeah, you know, I'm not an agent of any kind, but when I see talent, I, you know, I, my mind starts to go, and I and I think, man, why is this guy not in a McDonald's commercial? I mean, with oh, uh, with, <laughs> with a hamburger yeah. like that. I mean, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, next is the baby bird. This is uh, describe what the baby bird is. You make your penis look like what a bird? Yeah, just a a, okay. a a little baby bird. Like it's just come out of the the egg is cracked. It's just come out of the nest and it's searching oh. for right. a worm. Right. Let let me take a look at that. Here we go. Yeah, this is a uh, Robert doing the classic baby bird in a nest trick. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Jeez, all right. Stop showing of off. Do the trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do the trick. Big cock. <laughs> wow. Wow. Right. Little, Wait, Richard. Oh, I should have hired you, not Richard and Sal. Oh, look at that! Isn't that something? Right? <laughs> Why did I hire Richard and Sal when I could have had you? I'm sure. It's, look at that baby bird. It's searching yeah. for the worm. Fabulous, fabulous, very nice, yeah, got, very got nice. The eggs and, and below it. And the big finisher for you is called the Loch Ness monster. I'm excited to see this. Um, this is where you make your penis look like a monster popping its head out of water. Here we go, Robin. I think you're going to like right. this. This is the big closer. This is Robert. Okay. This is not go. easy. Is this the toughest one you do? This is the toughest one I do. It looks so... Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. And hello. <laughs> no. Wow. We. Look at him. It's just like a looking prehistoric around. animal looking around. Yes. Isn't that yeah. something? Isn't that beautiful? Wow. You are a talent. Richard, what do you Rich- think of this? You you hack, Richard. I mean, uh, you and Sal should be ashamed of yourselves. Never seen you do anything like that. Fabulous, Robert. Kudos. Thank you. Thanks. I am I am blown away. This is... I am so jealous, and just even to have this penis alone and just whip it around is impressive, but doing all these tricks yeah. with it, like, I can't do anything with my dick. My no, dick you sucks. can't. <laughs> no, me neither. I can't do anything with my My dick's useless. Yeah. All I can do is bang you, with it. You could do the burger. I feel like everybody I, could do the burger. I could it'll not. Just be a, it'll be a slider. No, nah, but you yeah, well, you you stretch your whole dick around your balls. I I wouldn't be able to get like one quarter around my balls. <laughs> he doesn't understand what's really going on with most men. He's gifted. I mean, it's it's a uh, uh, Robin. Please put down. Robin is holding up a piece of paper with her phone number for Robert. Robert's Stop gay. It. He's not Stop gay. It. He's in a relationship. I respect that. Yeah, I know, but well, but you got to you got to behave like a professional. It's unbelievable. All right, up next, Robert. Thank you so much. What an incredible, incredible thank talent. You for having Tickets me. for Robert Ryan's puppetry, the penis, are available on Vegas dot com. And um, I really want to get this up on the app. I, people need to see this. This is just oh my ew. goodness. All right, let's meet Mike from Canada. Mike, um, by the way, Mike is wearing a disguise. He looks like the Riddler because uh, he's just an ordinary guy. He's not a performer like uh, in puppetry of the penis or our other guys. Uh, Mike is. But um, does he have some kind of a job where this might be a holdback if people knew? He, he's in the United States Senate, actually. If I uh, <laughs> do, you mind me saying that, Mike? <laughs> no, that's fine for sure. Go ahead. Yeah. No, actually, he's the prime minister of Canada. Believe it or I not. I thought uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike, uh, you do an outstanding, uh, astounding, I should say, trick uh, called the ballooning penis. Tell us about this. Uh, how big is your penis, by the way? How many inches? 
the soft, you're looking at about four to five inches probably, and hard <laughs> seven and a half to eight. Isn't that something? Well, uh, Robert laughs at your penis, but uh, he says, well done. <laughs> and you're, um, um, this is, a, look at Richard's face, by the way. You look like a kid in Disneyland who's seeing like <laughs> those teacups for the first time. You're really uh, impressed, huh? You I'm know what must be going wild? I'll bet you, I'll bet you Chris Wilding's going insane over this. Uh, you, you know, he's a well, gay man. Well, he's some some artistry. <laughs> yeah, he loves cock, and you know he's always talking about cock every minute. So, uh, Chris, are you, uh, what did you think of Robert's performance? It's pretty impressive, huh? You'll see. Yeah, I've been a big fan of the puppetry of the penis guys for a long time, and I think Robert's really cute. And I've seen his cock, and it's quite nice as well. So, what's not you ever like? have you ever uh, have you ever blown a guy or taken one in the ass that big, as big as Robert's? Uh, blown, yes. Ass, no. I right. I wouldn't try that, but uh, blowing sure, yeah, it's um, it's uh, wow. it's a meal. Put it that way. <laughs> Can you get something that big all the way down your throat? Do you deep throat, Chris? Yes, I'm. I wow. I, I oh, do my really? very best anyway. Yeah, nice. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Wow. <laughs> That's my trick. He's got his own tricks. <laughs> oh, I do, Robin. <laughs> wow, wow. It's uh, unbelievable. Anyway, Mike, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to hear what the guys... Uh, stay with me, guys, because this is going to be something. Mike from Canada, um, he does a trick called the ballooning penis. And <laughs> What does that mean? Well, wait till you see this. You're going to be blown away by this. Robert, this is a new one for your act, if you could pull this thing off. Uh, this Oof. is some trick. You do this trick in the shower, am I correct, Mike? That's correct, yeah. Right. And you're not gay. You're a straight guy. You're a married man uh, with, a, with a, a female wife, right? Yeah, married five years happily. All right. What, uh, describe to Robin and the rest of America and Canada what it is you do and why you're in disguise, because uh, this is really something. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the disguise is just to... Uh... You know, I have a lot of friends and family that listen to the show and just trying to keep a bit of a low profile, I guess. Um, the trick, as far as the trick goes, it, it probably started, uh, you know, you start exploring yourself in your late teens and, and um, you know, trying to figure out what you can do and, and uh, playing around. And you got this big chunk of meat hanging off the end of your dick. So uh, Some of what us. you can do with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't explore anything. I just ignored it. <laughs> are you uncircumcised mike yes i am i am okay. Robin, yeah. he's got a nice big pouch this is how he mm -hmm. this is how he can do the balloon trick describe to robin what the balloon trick is mike uh the balloon trick is you, you got to get a good seal by squeezing the the end of your foreskin together and then you you slowly have to start urinating into it um you know to see how oh, big you can get goodness. it and it takes it takes <laughs> <laughs> it takes upwards of a, a minute or so until it gets to a point where it's uh, no longer comfortable, and then you, you let it go. So All the right. idea is you take your foreskin and you seal it shut with your fingers. You pee inside your foreskin, and the foreskin blows up to the size of a balloon, and then you release it. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, a small balloon, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, it. It gets quite abnormal size for sure, and then you just uh, you let it go, and it it all comes out like a bullfrog. Uh, That's why it has to be done in the shower. Robin, you look excited about this. You really do. I think you're you're kind of amazed. Well, I do want to see it, but yeah. I'm just I I was wondering how you get water in 
before he explained. You yeah, know, I thought it's all does urine. he take a picture and pour water? And of course he pees. Uh, <laughs> Chris, you you seem excited yeah. by this. This is wild. Right? Uh, well, I, I've done this. I mean, I think anyone with a with a foreskin can do this. You just have to really? feel the other end of it. Yeah. All right. I, I'll well. look. I'll look. I just I, I'm not hearing something that sounds particularly well, impressive. And Sal uh, said he used to like save his semen when he would jizz in his pouch. <laughs> yeah, so he didn't make a, a mess full everywhere. of urine. And I think the trick here is to anyone can just pee inside their pouch. But what yeah. uh, what uh, what 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 uh, Mike from Canada is describing is clearly a very nice sized balloon. You've got to be really really adept. Uh, excuse me for one minute. Who's there? Oh, it's our buddy George Takei. Are you enjoying ah. this, George? <laughs> oh, Howard, nothing is more exciting than hearing people describe cock. Robert, can you also do the sushi or the steamed dumpling? <laughs> All right, George. We, we're going to get, but we're now concentrating cock on Mike. Origami. Oh, my. <laughs> Brad. Help me fold my penis into the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> that would be a good one. Yes. Oh, right. I'm hungry for cock. <laughs> <laughs> I do the sashimi all the time. I rest my penis on rice and serve it to Brad on a plate. <laughs> a feast for the eyes, ears, and mouth. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, everyone is excited about Cocktober. Obviously, George is a great. Uh, 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 Mike, are you a fan of George Takei from Star Trek? No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, just more so since he's been on the show because I've been uh, you know listening for quite some time. But uh, no, yes, I like George. Now, by the way, this trick you do with your balloon penis, uh, your wife suggested you come on the show. She's very impressed with you, right? <laughs> she was the one who convinced me. Yes, absolutely. Isn't that fabulous? Well, you're a well, lucky man. Uh, thank her for submitting you. <laughs> yes, and uh, I, I think it's great. And uh, Mike, uh, as you say here, you're about seven and a half to eight inches hard, which is exciting news. And uh, because you had the good fortune not to be circumcised, you're able to do this. Before we see your trick, let's talk to uh greg who's from texas and he wants to weigh in about this exciting cocktober event yes greg hey howard how are you i'm okay we're having cocktober and uh and, and i want to remind the kids at home these men are professionals do not try this at home these some of these stunts are very very dangerous so actually howard i did try this at home i was uh when i was a freshman in college in a fraternity there was a myself and uh, another fraternity member from the same hometown. We were both six five, and we both had long ass penises. Um, mm. I was six, six seven inches south, and uh, we started doing tricks. Uh, we started with the helicopter, the fire hose. Those are pretty obvious. Then we would go to the Nautilus, uh, the baked potato. And we would always end with the grandma's tongue, which I can't describe on, on radio. But uh, here's the deal. I think I broke my penis, Howard. Yeah, oh. this is. A, I'm glad you called in, Greg, from Texas, because uh, this is what I'm talking about. These th three gentlemen performing for you today are very, very talented performers who have risked it all. They, they have. Uh, these, are, these men are to be admired. These are called heroes. 
Uh, you, uh, Greg, were an amateur, and look what happened. He he probably broke his penis. Do you have a bend in your penis now? I, Howard, I totally go to the right. Wow. He goes to the right. Yeah, and Robin doesn't like it. Robin wants to describe no. a guy who went to the right, and he went right out the window because <laughs> couldn't handle it. It's like, yes, next. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, there's Greg from Texas who says, as a fraternity stunt, he began with the basics, the helicopter. You guys, I know, you guys can the do this in your hydrant, sleep. Yeah. The fire hydrant, yes. But uh, he, he feels he broke his penis uh, because of one of these... Uh, you know, fraternity stunts. This is a cautionary cocktail for Cocktober. So uh, there you go. All right. So, so Mike from Canada, let's take a look at this. Um, uh, this is uh, exciting. Uh, Mike, of course, is uncircumcised. That's how he's able to do this stunt. When Mike was seven or eight years old, your mother brought you to the doctor. You had a lot of pain with your foreskin. Is that correct? Uh, it wasn't so much pain. It was... Um... From what I understand, I, I believe it's supposed to detach as you grow older, but in my case, it it didn't. So so I was brought to the doctor, and he gave me um, exercises to do. Basically, every time I went to the bathroom, I had to uh, to to keep on stretching it back. <clears throat> Pardon me, to keep on stretching it back, and then um, I guess to you know it was it was adhered to the head. So it it probably took, from what I recall, a good six to eight months to to become detached. Oh wow. Hmm. Well, there you go. That's a penis horror story if I ever heard it. Uh, but uh, this man has been through a lot with his cock. And now he is going to perform the very uh, interesting balloon penis trick for your viewing pleasure, everybody. Uh, l let, me, uh, let me put it up here. Here is Mike from Canada in the shower. There is his cock. Okay. All right. As you see, he's squeezing the end. Because of his circum his uncircumcised penis, he's and now he's it and squeezing it. Yeah. <laughs> now you're going to see, Robin, his penis uh, will expand in width because he is filling it up with urine. He's actually oh. urinating <laughs> into his own pouch. That's and you can wild. Look, there it is. It's starting to. Ex oh wow! It is getting wider and bigger. Blowfish. And it's like a blowfish. That's right, Chris. <laughs> it's like you, those carnival games where you spray the gun and fill up the balloon. Right, right, mm. yeah. Wow, wow, that How is far huge. Can you go. <laughs> oh, and there goes the dam. Oh. The dam just broke. Isn't that exciting? Well, there you go. Inspiring. <laughs> wow. Bravo. Lucky Bravo. wife. Now, isn't that something? Now, when you say you can do that, it's not easy. That, that's a that's quite an expansion that he got there. Yeah, that's Chris, you don't get that kind of balloon, do you? Well, I haven't tried to get that kind of balloon. It was, you know, it was <laughs> well, just something I did as dangerous. a hobby. I'm a hobbyist. Well, well, you're not a professional. That's my point. You're right. There are a lot of people who play the guitar, but there's only one Eddie Van Halen. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> I think we're seeing Mike from Canada. Mike, well done. Uh, how do you Thank feel? You. Oh, I feel good. Just, um, just yeah. happy to be on the show. And Mike All can right. pee when it counts, too. So, <laughs> right, no pee for good job. <laughs> well, uh, there you go. Okay, we got one more uh, person who's going to amaze you. You saw the ballooning penis. You saw, of course, the puppetry of the penis stuff too. But uh, here is the very talented Pierce Paris. Hey, Pierce, how are you? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me. How do you like these other guys when you see their penis uh, stunts? Uh, are you impressed or do you say, you know what, I I'm way better than them? No, I'm definitely impressed. 
I mean, you're impressed. I, oh. how, how do you even come up with those things? Like I, I, I mean, drugs, I penis all the time. <laughs> <laughs> drugs are involved when you invent these tricks. You are uh, called one of the, the great cock uh, performers of all time. Uh, you are going to perform something called the French Keister. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. When did you? Uh... <laughs> Pierce is hot, did... by the way. Thank you. Oh, you like oh. Pierce? Oh yeah, he's got a good look. <laughs> My imagination is running wild. <laughs> you too, eh, George? <laughs> oh, uh, Pierce Paris. Uh, do you get this from a? Are you gay yourself, or are you a straight man? Um, I would say more pansexual, like I can have a sexual experience with anybody. Cool. Nice. Yeah. All right, everybody, uh, Robin, uh, Chris, everyone can uh, just hop on top of Pierce whenever you're ready. <laughs> great, na- great name, He, he too. can take care yeah. of all of us. <laughs> mm, what about he, your name, I bet he Pierce? can, Robin. <laughs> Pierce Paris is an unusual name. Uh, I, I assume uh, your parents uh, must have known you were going to have a tremendous penis and be able to do tricks when they named you that. <laughs> no, it's actually my stage name, but... Uh... <laughs> I see. Why Pierce yeah. Paris? Stage How did you come up with that? Yeah, stage name. What is your and where, what stage are you on? By the way, we yeah, want to know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm an adult film performer, so I'm in. Ah. in a, so you are a professional. Six hundred and fifty adult films. No uh, kidding. Six hundred fifty. Wow. Nice. Have you seen any of them, Chris? I may, not that I know of. Maybe <laughs> possible. Maybe, maybe you ought to get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Where can we subscribe? (laughs) (laughs) I was looking on Netflix now. I don't see it. (laughs) Help me find Pierce Paris. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll look into it. Uh, Pierce, this is an incredible cock trick. Our other gentlemen have done incredible tricks, and uh, we're we're very interested in this. Why is the name... How did you come up with the name Pierce Paris? Um... Well, uh, growing up, I was a big, uh, big fan of, uh, Pierce Brosnan. So, uh, of course, yes. Pierce, it's a very suave kind of name. And, uh, Paris, I love the city. And so I just put them together and there you go. <laughs> Let's talk about your penis. I know the, uh, the gang here is very anxious to hear about it. It is, just, it is circumcised and it's about nine and a half inches hard. Mm-hmm. Wow. We, isn't that something? When you when when you noticed that your penis was nine and a half inches hard, is that when you said I might as well go into porn? I mean, I got I got a big cock. I might as well show it off, right? Is that the decision making process? There there was a bit, um, yeah, it influenced um, you know my uh, my confidence going into the industry. Definitely. How old were you when you got into the industry? Um, it was about four years ago, actually, 2007. So I was 32. 32. That's a oh, long time waited. to wait. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have, yeah. Robin's very taken with you and your decisions. <laughs> uh, she, she really is. I've never seen her perk up like that. What were you doing uh. before that? <laughs> Where were you, young man? How did I not know of you? Garçon. <laughs> I was what actually did a you- fracker before I was a fucker. You were a fracker. Oil field work. Yeah. You did work in the oil fields and you said, you know what? I could probably get into porn. Did did people used to see your good looks and big penis and say, you know, you should try out for porn? I mean, yeah, I I had some partners in the back, you know, back in the day. And, uh, you know, I I once (laughs) I told my ex-wife this, uh, that I wanted to be an adult performer one time. She was disgusted that we got a terrible (laughs) divorce. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You're free now. (laughs) 
Your right. wife was against it. Well, in a way, she loved you, and she wanted that cock all to herself, I guess. You know, it's, it's a nine-and-a-half-incher. She figured she hit the lottery. That was the red flag right there. I should have known she was selfish, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, w- when, yeah. You would, when you would fuck a woman with this nine-and-a-half-inches, would some of them recoil? Were they nervous? Because it is a large thing for a woman to put in there. <laughs> I, I've had multiple partners that I kind of I caused internal bleeding. One girl wow. had an IUD and, and actually dented the IUD, and then they oh, took wow. it out. They said they were going to send it to the lab to get it analyzed <laughs> because they had never seen that before. He so, was, yeah, it definitely uh, caused some damage. It's like a he weapon. Was fracking her. <laughs> oh, my God. Jack Hammer cock. <laughs> Chris, when you hear a story like that, is your mind racing with, uh, with thoughts? Is uh, What's going on there? Chris. Who? Oh, you. yes. <laughs> it is. I mean, that sounds painful. That sounds scary. But I, I like Pierce's whole, like, kind of vibe. And I mean, this is a compliment. It's kind of like that, kind of like that dumb kind of jock, like, vibe. I mean, I think that's really hot. I love You're that. turned on. You're turned on by Pierce's vibe. I'm, uh, I'm aroused. Yes. Yes. Pierce, hey. can you blow yourself? <laughs> Jesus I'm too tall. Christ. I'm too tall to do that. You've too tried, tall, though? Oh, mm. yeah. I've totally tried. Pierce. Pierce, you're, uh, I've tried myself. I, 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 there's nothing. Well, Richard, uh, the next question is, can I blow you, right? You know what uh, I want to ask. I'll virtually blow you over Zoom. Uh, Pierce, nice. let me understand something because only you would know this. Um, when you have nine and a half inch cock, who appreciates it more, men or women? Um, probably men. Yeah. Men. Men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind of get the, um, you kind of automatically get that, like, you know, the alpha in the group where you don't even have to try. And the guys are kind of just like, you want to be your best friend just because, you know, they know you have a big dick. Or, I don't know, maybe it's a personality thing, but a lot of it's, I don't know. Well, you know, um, Robin appreciates a nine and a half inch cock, I'm sure. Uh, Look, just I'm know with that. the women. It's, it's a little intimidating. You could handle it, though. Right, Robin? No, I don't know that. I don't know that. How girthy are we? <laughs> How girthy are you? <laughs> Good question, Robin. Five and a half. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's another. That's a that's that's, a, that's amazing. That's a, that's a big so pasita. <laughs> do you ever have women say to you uh, when you're with a woman, or even a man's ass? Do you, do they ever say to you, "Listen, Pierce, let's not get carried away. Put in half." And we'll see where we go from there. Do, do do they say like kind of regulate the amount of penis you give them? Well, I I kind of it's kind of my responsibility as sure. the, uh, the the large penis holder to hold off and kind of test their limits and see you know see where where they're at as we go. Um, but yeah, sometimes they get a little carried away and they'll have to be like eh, you know I can tell in their face or they'll tell me, um, and I have to back off a little bit and maybe just. Just do the tip or halfway. So. Wow. Have you met guys who like, like, I know our own Chris up there. He's, he can only take a tip. Um, he's kind of new to <laughs> all that. One fucking ass. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, do you ever, do you ever meet gentlemen or women who can take the full enchilada, as they say, into, uh, their body? Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Wow. That's impressive. Especially, That's, you know, some people are freaks. Yeah, some people are wild. Yeah, in his uh, business, I'm sure he sees that all the time. Do you come yeah. a lot, Pierce? Like, do you come like a like a mule? Do I? Uh, I'm too. I'm too into me. I shoot too many scenes. Like when I have to like hold off on like ho- hold, so I have more reserve because I just I 
ejaculate way too much. But if you hold off, like it comes out like a fire hose. Oh, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Are you in a relationship now? Do you have a, uh, a, a girlfriend or boyfriend? Uh, uh, no, I'm not. No. So in other words, your whole life is devoted to this porn because you don't have a partner saying, listen, you need to fuck me as well. You, you just save it up for, you don't masturbate. You save it up for your film work. Is that correct? Right. Well, I mean, it's hard not to masturbate. You have to, but like sometimes you have to, but you can't like, I can't do it the night before or else I'm going to have a couple drips in front of the camera and that shit's embarrassing. <laughs> so nobody wants that. <laughs> I've always heard in porn work. I mean, I just want to know what the work schedule is. It sounds like two, three times an hour, actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's working now. <laughs> it, it depends on the month and the time of the year, but I mean, uh, usually average, probably, you know, around 15 to 20 films a month. Wow. Uh, How are your acting skills, Pierce? In other words, uh, do most of your movies, are you just fucking or do you have scenarios that you play out where you're called upon to act? A lot of them are acting. A lot of them, uh, a lot of them are like comedic. I'm like mm -hmm. more of like the comedy porn actor. Uh, so I could help a uh, uh, train Pierce. I, I I would like to volunteer to be uh, your acting coach. Well, what, what, what is your favorite? What is your favorite film that uh, you've done where you really got to show off your acting chops? Um, um, I mean, I've been in a couple of mainstream stuff, but like um, as far as porn films, we're acting. Um. I like to hear the scenario, you know, the, yeah. the crazy yeah. scene. Can he uh, act what, out what, a scene now? You're in the brambles. <laughs> I'm sitting on a bench. <laughs> I'm you, eating George. some popcorn. <laughs> you notice the salty, delicious, buttery popcorn falling on my lap. You whisper to me, come to the bushes. I'd like some popcorn, too. I need something salty. Oh, Brad, help me. I'm falling off my chair. <laughs> I think George just came. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he like did the whole scene by himself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, never mind all that. I mean, um, uh, yeah, now what about... Yeah, you ask him to select among his children. He can't choose. Well, you know, sometimes like I watch uh, straight porn. You got um, uh, 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 stepbrother and uh, stepsister. You know, they got uh, MILFs. They got moms who uh, fuck their stepsons. You know, I, I enjoy all the different scenarios. So I was wondering <laughs> if Pierce has ever been in one that he found particularly enticing. But uh, I guess there's too many to choose from. Uh, am I right, Pierce? Yeah, the, yeah, there's a lot. I'm having a hard time just breaking down one or two. There's a lot of different scenarios. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Pierce, when you have a large cock, and I suppose Robin knows, Robert knows this as well, the the when you when you get into the nine and a half inches category with a five inch girth, you you I'm wondering is it like a crane? In other words, when you have to get an erection, I imagine all the blood available in your body has to get down to your penis. I would imagine it's hard to lift that thing up. I mean, you got to be in shape. To you, do you ever use like a Viagra or something like that on screen to give you that extra uh, zest? Uh, yeah, most all performers use some sort of Viagra or Trimix injection. Um, my dick doesn't, it doesn't go up. Like, it's just too heavy. So, like, mm. I actually get a lot of crap from fans, too. They were like, you're soft. I'm like, I'm not soft. I swear to God, it just hangs down. It just, it does not like yours when it's like five inches where it goes mm. like this. I like right. that. 
it hangs down. And <laughs> why do you yeah, like decorations? <laughs> I mean, mine, I like mine goes straight out because it doesn't have to really lift too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wish I had that problem. I, I'd be like uh, to, to my woman. I'd go, you know. Oh fuck! Uh, my cock is so heavy. I, I don't even think. I just kind of. I'm. Don't worry. I'm hard. You just can't tell. It's like an anvil. <laughs> right. The benefit is, is like when you're hard in your pants, you just tuck it down, and it's easy mm. to hide. You know. Nice. Good for you. Uh, mine's easy to hide too, but for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild. Wow. Wow. Uh, George, is do you believe this to have such a this big, is big like cock? a cock smorgasbord? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm back in the rambles. Oh, Pierce, you should uh, you should practice with your musculature. It's so voluminous. You need to flex it more. Oh, my. Get that thing down low. But I think with a little more workout, you could get nice and hard like a like a javelin. <laughs> you know, you know, Pierce, um, well, let, let me describe today the amazing thing you're going to do with your penis and balls. Um, Pierce is going to uh, put his balls. What are you going to do? Exactly? You're going to put your balls in your ass and then make them pop out, right? <laughs> you're going to yeah. shove your own balls into your ass. So your balls must be very long and big, too. Yeah, just keys ringing right on my ass yeah They're right so you're going to take your own I have balls a feeling this had something to do with the ass that's what <laughs> me too. that's right robin you were right you've got a good instinct <laughs> pierce is gonna put his balls into his own ass <laughs> and then and then belch them out is that correct pierce do i have that right belching is a good word to describe maybe i like just shitting them out basically is what I'm doing. But yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. I, you know, I just thought <laughs> might be better. But if shitting is fine too, Don't shitting is. Sell this <laughs> yeah, right. So you're going to shit your own balls out of your ass. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm learning you new terminology. This is fascinating. Well, how do you learn how to, how do you, how do you even begin to do something like that? Did you just one day wake up and say, you know, my balls are so long, they're almost in my ass already? That is exactly how it happened, actually. Yeah, it was just, I was prepping to go to set and I was just like, you know, touching and fondling and I pulled them back. I was like, wow, you know what? They could probably, they're like right there, you know, I might try to pop them in there. Good for you. And, uh, and, did. and, and I notice here it says in your pornos, you do ball torture. What does that mean? People smack your balls around with a whip or some kind of thing like that? Yeah, I've done uh, various amounts of like femdom scenes and stuff where like Riley Reed will just like tie up my nuts with a rope and play jump rope and stuff. And oh uh, my goodness! And uh, yeah, just maybe they torture like you know like that's what Bill Shatner needs. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see Bill Shatner with beers? <laughs> well, that's a terrible thing to say, uh, George. Um, by the way, Pierce, this is exciting. Uh, where, tell me a little about this before you perform your incredible uh, uh, stunt. Pierce and Steve O from Jackass will be doing a strongest butthole competition next month. Really? Um, the competition will include pulling vehicles with their assholes, among other challenges. How do you how do you get into this line of work, and how did you hook up with Steve O? <laughs> well, actually, when uh, the, the trick you're about to see, um, it went viral online and uh, various amounts of comedians actually got in touch with me. Like I actually do stunts for Tom Segura's podcast. I've done about seven of them. And um, and also, 
I reached out. Uh, Steve reached out to me too. He's like, "Yeah, man, uh, Eric Andre like sent me this, you know, this video of you, and that's how I learned how who you were." And you know, I tried to stick my own balls in my ass, but it's what not happening, man. You're like, <laughs> and uh, so we kind of like DM'd, and uh, then I'm like, "Dude, this guy's like, you know, my idol. I gotta do, I gotta do something with him." So I've been uh, throwing uh, all kinds of different skits at him, and. This is the one we chose. So. And you will pull things with your asshole. I don't understand how you do that. What are you going to shove you a rope? It up? Yeah. Yes. You have a, the hook? So you have a butt plug that has like it has a ring on it, and then you have a toe oh, nice. strap, and then mm -hmm. I, I've already <laughs> actually I've already actually done it on my social media, but it, it, it's just one of the challenges in the competition. So, so in the competition, yeah, you just like, wow. it's all it's all in the squeezing and then the getting the momentum. Wouldn't it be sad if Steve-O beats you? I mean, you're the guy who invented this, and then uh, all of a sudden this guy comes on, and, uh, you know, it would just be a terrible thing. I, ho I hope you win. I I'll be rooting I for gotta you. I got to say that. I can really be the something. referee. I, I don't mind. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, all of this is making me very angry, especially you, Richard. I mean, you haven't pitched any of these ideas. Strong butthole contest and... You know, th these gentlemen are coming up with new and fun stunts, and, and you and Sal are just, you know, you're pathetic. I'm going to have a are long lecture with you. They're making you look like a slacker, yeah. yeah. We yeah. have lame well, buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, we um, got to get, get on it. I, by the way, I've seen, I, I had seen uh, Pierce's video as well when it went viral, and I, I'm a huge fan. I love it. So. Right. I've <laughs> been a fan for a while. Robert, now that you're uh, performing professionally with your penis, are you going to attempt to put your balls in your asshole and shit them out for, uh, or, or when you see something like this, do you get inspired to try something like this? Yes, 1000%. <laughs> right, so you must I'll be, be curious. shoving my balls in my ass within the hour, probably. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, let's, uh, first let's take a look. Mike from Canada, I know you're going to be interested in this too. Uh, here he is, Pierce performing. The French keister, as you can see. <laughs> Take a quick look at this. This is going to be amazing. Here is the, here is his penis and balls. Boom! Shit it out. Oh my god! Oh my god. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> wow! Oh, wow! Oh, that was in slow motion. That was terrible. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's the what? reverse oh my god you really do shit them out <laughs> oh my god oh my god uh, <laughs> i want that in 3d <laughs> is that painful at all when the balls are in your asshole no 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 it's not it's uh amazing it's quite comfortable actually are you what using lube uh, uh, uh doing that yeah yeah lube definitely helps get them in there for sure <laughs> Do you have like a big asshole? Who might try it at home. <laughs> what is that, Chris? Like, is your asshole very big from use? Because uh, they seem to just slide out so easily and quickly, like you can't contain them for very long. <clears throat> in my light of work, I also uh, I'm also a bottom as well. So right. in a scene, I shoved an iPhone up my ass and yeah. uh, <laughs> had it pulled out. Like I was pretending to be in a doctor's yeah. office. I shoved uh -huh. an iPhone up my ass and he, he pulled it out. Like uh, okay, like I it got lodged so. up there. Yeah. You ever Pierce, can I can I, Pierce, cool can I give too. you a bit of uh, Pierce? Can I give you a bit of uh, a suggestion? When yeah. uh, when someone interviews you, says, "Hey, what's like the greatest scene you ever did?" You might want to mention the iPhone being pulled out of your ass <laughs> in the doctor's office. I mean, that's a good one. I think. Did, did you guys ever see the running that. butthole challenges? 
when they what is the running <laughs> what is the running butthole challenge the running butthole challenge was like last year in twitter so like uh, like it was like 180 uh, performers are running and jumping at the camera and they were landing their assholes mm. on the camera i don't know if you guys any like you saw that oh. was that like I the know. als challenge or yeah, yeah. Of, how did uh, i miss that so so guys were running and then they jump in the air and then try to land on uh, their iPhone with their eyes. Girls, you'd have to see it. I, th- I, w- I just kind of assumed. I thought you guys would see it. Like it was my like social media like is so million. boring. I never uh, see that. Where do you see that? You saw that on Twitter. Yeah, it started. I, I started a trend. And it's like, I was definitely on, not on Netflix. I don't see it. Here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I was assuming you guys might have seen it, but uh, no, I haven't we'll seen see it, it now. <laughs> uh, don't people get hurt? I mean, you're a professional. You can land on your iPhone and take it in your ass. I mean, uh, I would imagine it's not easy. Well, that's why I created that porn scene where uh, I pretended like I got the phone lodged on my ass from doing that challenge. But anyways, I mean, <laughs> an iPhone, an iPhone is a big object. I mean, do you ever the Max, you... the big one? <laughs> no, the it, it was like, yeah. I, I think it was the, the iPhone 9. It was like the smaller, the smaller. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, the iPhone 9, I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, that sounds crazy to get in your asshole. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, did you, you know, you read all the time in the newspaper that there are, you know, people who end up going to the hospital because they got something lodged in their asshole and they can't get it out. Have you ever tried to get something in your asshole and then it goes so deep in that you can't pull it back out and you had to go to the hospital? Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty professionally trained. I can, I can put an 18 inch dildo up my ass all the way up there. (laughs) How much did you say? 18 18 18 inch. Oh, my that's like goodness. a traffic cone. <laughs> I've done that. You have yeah, social media. I put a cactus on my ass. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Wait, Wait a virtuoso. What do you mean? The, the porn jackass is what they. What do you mean you put a cactus up your ass? So for real? Do you remove yeah. the needles from it? Uh, obviously, yeah. you must. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I cheated a little bit. It's a lot for you know. It's for oh, a yeah. shock factor for social media. But uh, yeah, I trimmed off the needles, put a condom over it, uh, you know, and then just put it up my ass. Yeah. Let me ask you, and I, I know you're a humble guy, but are you the Babe Ruth of ass? I mean, uh, <laughs> y- your ass is like a storage closet. I mean, you know, you could literally just put things in there. Uh, how much of a traffic cone did you get in there? I mean, I don't, not not that much. I mean, I don't know, maybe six inches down. Like, <laughs> that's inches, not that much. Wow. So humble. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you've taken a fist or something, right? Oh, please, Robin. Don't insult the man. <laughs> I, I've done a scene where I shoved my balls on my ass, and then I had another girl put her whole hand in my ass and hold uh-huh. my nuts oh, in my ass. Geez. You wow. could work for the CIA. You could help our country. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, you know what's... Sorry. Yes, Richard, go ahead. You know what's great too is this the video of his balls coming out of his ass. I watched it like in reverse and it is the funniest goddamn thing because it's like these balls like are, are sliding up into his ass. I've studied that video uh, extensively. Pierce, is, has there ever been an object you wanted to get in your asshole and you just couldn't get it to fit? Um. Yeah, uh, I tried a an orange. An orange. I tried an orange an one orange? time and I couldn't couldn't do it. Why? Why, really? the, why not an orange? I would think that that would go in easily. 
I mean, I tried an, an apple. That worked. But it just, the orange <laughs> is just a little too big. I, I mean, I was trying one of the big oranges, you know, and I was like, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Well, in but, room, Howard, sorry yeah. to be gross, but when you poop, does it yeah. just fall right out? <laughs> no, no. It's Your ass is like a muscle. It's just like stretching at the gym. You know, contortionists can get super flexible. Your mm-hmm. ass can get super flexible, but still have the strength because oh, it's a muscle. It doesn't gape you, open all the time. No, it's not like I've I've heard that uh, there are some people they they shove so many things up their ass they their ass meat sometimes just comes out like yeah. there's a whole bunch of ass meat. Have you ever had that experience? Um, that's true. I mean, I do have a part of my ass that kind of hangs out a little bit. You know, I had this accident where I was trying to gate my ass with tongs when I was younger, and it, and it caught on the triangle piece. You know, there's a piece oh. on the, the on the th- the tong that has that yeah. open piece. Oh, yeah, the sure. flap of asshole got caught on that and it cut. Oh. Me. So yeah, I have a little piece. Oh. <laughs> well, this How is long why have I have warm... been shoving things up your ass. <laughs> Robin, that's a rude question. How dare you? Mm-hmm. No, um, this you is know, what I tell my friends. Private. They think uh, they think I do this shit just for attention. I'm like, I've been doing this shit since I was 12. You know, like, I got to tell you something. You make such a good point. You, you know, the kids at home, of course, they probably all envy you. And I'm, I'm saying it again to the kids at home: Do not try tongs on your ass. This man's a professional. He, he even says. Accidents can happen. These are the kinds of things best left to professionals. Am I correct, Peter? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, so I did you, injure myself in that. So you have a little ass meat that hangs out of your ass? This is small. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Like an ass. Why clip. did you? Why did you look at the tongs and say, oh. "Let me see if I can get that up there"? Because oh. man, it's like oh. Mount Everest. Why do people climb it? It's, it's something that others can't do. Yeah. Why do we go to space? Yeah, he loves the challenge. <laughs> exactly. Here's here's the story. I uh, should be made into a Broadway musical. It's just excellent theater. So epic. You say a musical. Do you have any songs in mind uh, for this? <laughs> my ass meet my ass meet. It hangs down below, and it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that people talk about, my ass me. Well, I mean, what an amazing life, all three wow. of you. You're all yeah. so talented and gifted in the cock department, and you've all figured out ways to do things with your cock that amaze others. And I thank you for your generosity of spirit. Um, uh, uh, Pierce, you wanted to plug a couple of things. Uh, by all means, go ahead. I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to get a, they want to get involved with you in some way. How can they get involved? Uh, well, first I was going to, you know, plug my, uh, my cock is actually available for sale worldwide. So if you guys, anybody wants to pick, describe what you mean. I see a box you're holding up with a picture of you nude and your cock. Uh, this is a rubber version of your penis. It's an exact mold. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Well, uh, Ronnie would, I'll, I'll Ronnie would love that. Fred, yeah. get my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, uh, people can find me at uh, on Twitter. That's my main social media. Uh, Pierce Paris XXX. Pierce Paris XXX. And where do we see that Steve-O thing that you're going to do, the butt challenge? It's probably going to be his uh, on his social media. Mine, mine as well, but, I mean, he's... It's a lot more known, so <laughs> you'll be able to see it. Isn't that something? Well, I mean, my goodness. Uh, so many different things we learned today, and this is the beauty of Cocktober. This is I've the beauty of speechless. This is uh, the most amazing Cocktober Absolutely. display we've ever put on. 
Let's remind everyone, Robert Ryan, puppetry of the penis with his nine and a half inch cock. Robert, uh, we, we, and you're in Vegas now, right? You're performing your puppetry of the penis, aren't you? Yes. This yeah. weekend, I'll be there whipping my dick out. <laughs> and uh, are you good with your anus as well in the way that pierces? Uh, do you uh, have a ass meat hanging out or do you shove your I, balls? I don't have any ass meat hanging out. I'm traditionally a top, um, but I enjoy some anal play. But, um, I mean, there's a few dildos rolling around on the floor, but they don't get much. They don't get much action. Wonderful. And, uh, and by the way, uh, Robert, fantastic uh, stunts that you did today. I want to thank, thank Mike from Canada. Mike, wow, what a performer you are with your urine in your penis trick. Uh, really impressive, and your wife is a lucky woman, of course. I'm sure she's very proud. <laughs> and uh, thank you for not you. robbing us. Because right, right. <laughs> I love when Robin, saw you and put, you. Robin saw you and put her hands up because you're wearing that bandit's mask. But, uh, <laughs> so Mike just pees in the shower. Why is he in a mask? Oh, stop it. Stop it. He, the man's got a responsible job. I told you he's the prime minister of Canada. Uh, Mike, uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, I, I know you don't do any of this uh, professionally, but by all means, is there anything you want to uh, uh, say? Uh, no, no plugs, Howard. It's just uh, just an honor to be a part of the show. I've been a super fan for a long time, and uh, you know, this is something I remember for the rest of my life. Uh, well, th- we are honored with your your fabulous stunt, and and Pierce, what a life you've lived. Uh, <laughs> Uh, everyone wants to be like you. Uh, I can see Chris Wilding salivating over you. Uh, you've got tremendous. <laughs> I, trem- <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> Why? Because of a little ass accident? A little, little skin. I just pierces, pierces a little too hardcore for me, I think. <laughs> I'm back Wait in the Robert camp. Uh, hold on one second. Let me see who's visiting us. Oh, look who's back. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hi, how are you? Uh, Listen, Howard, I tried to copy the guy, and now my balls are stuck in my asshole. I'm trying to loop uh, Lulu with a rope, and uh, the other end is stuck to my balls. Poor Lulu. Poor. Is- come on. Come on. Ah, it won't come out. Uh, All right. Well, stuck. this is what we're talking about, and I think Pierce tried to warn the kids at home. Don't try these stunts at home. There's accidents. When you put tongs in your asshole, there is consequences, and you <laughs> have to keep that in mind. Am I right, Pierce? Am I saying anything out of uh, school? No, absolutely. And a lot of the stuff, you know, that you could see on my social media is is staged, like, you know, taking the cactus things off. Like, it's not all real, so don't try it. Don't try it. My How much edu- is too tight. How much education do you need to do? Did you go to college for this, or uh, did you just graduate high school? Where? How far did you get in the educational system? Uh, I went to college for uh, exercise science kinesiology, so maybe maybe there's a correlation, but absolutely so. there is. Yeah. Absolutely there is. Uh, you need a college kind of background in kinesiology to be doing this kind of thing. <laughs> uh, obviously, <laughs> I think Pierce makes a good point. Well, boys, let me tell you, I love Cocktober. I love that how supportive the cock community is of each other. <laughs> the way you guys. Talk about cock and you support each other. You don't, you don't, it's not a competition. Each of you no are je- great. No jealousy. Yeah. There's no You're jealousy. Yeah. It's one of the few artists communities is, you know, there's no Academy Awards for Cocktober, this kind of thing. It's just everyone supports 
one another. They're like these modern-day late-night hosts. They all get along, and uh, it's really quite something to see. Uh, no rivalry, just learning from one another, supportive of one another, and loving one another. Admiring so, one another. It was great. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to say uh, th- that wraps up October pretty much. What do you think? Uh, anything else left to be said? Guys, anything? Are we uh, Are we good? Happy October. Happy Cocktober. Happy Cocktober. This was Thank you to work, Richard. You've really a been Cocktober tradition to <laughs> I know. Be, uh, Sorry, Robin. <laughs> yes, George. Yeah, I know you loved it and, and I'm glad you were with us for this. Yes. Uh, you know, it was an honor. You know, there's other other great traditions during Cocktober, bobbing on apple bags, haunted gay rides and prick or treating. But this was fabulous. I love fabulous. It. So uh, for all uh, a concern, thank you for making Cocktober so great. Thanks, guys, for that. And uh, we conclude Cocktober. So happy Cocktober. But you have to stretch the goods. To the short and the long. Oh, you've got a beautiful car. is working. I'll be trying things out. Pull out your bonus. Do. It's Cocktober. Can I touch? Pull out your bonus. It's Cocktober. Alright, very nice. Thank you. This song goes on way too long, I have to say. Speaking of great songs, Billy Joel will be with us. Tomorrow we get to talk to him, and uh, you know I was sitting and reflecting on his catalog. Oh my God, you go through these songs this guy's written; it's insane the amount of hit songs and album cuts. So much to talk about. So I, I've been uh, sitting around trying to narrow it down. Like ask him about a couple of tunes. You know, you can't ask him about every tune in his catalog because it's just too damn deep, it's wide. That's right. It's vast. It's it's like a nine and a half inch penis. And five inches around. It's vast, thick, and girthy. Hey it's more like um, uh, Pierce's ass. It's deep. <laughs> it's deep. <laughs> but no meat hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be weird to have ass meat hanging out of your ass. But uh, listen, that's some of the tragedy of that industry. You try to take tongs, Howard. That's what's going <laughs> to Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I tried to stick some tongues up my ass. Unfortunately, I've got some battle wounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Joel, l- listen to this, Pat. I'll be Casey Kasem for a minute. Billy Joel is the sixth best-selling recording artist of all time in the world. He's the third. time. And the third best-selling solo artist. Wow. I'm trying to think who... Who the hell is ahead of him? But yeah, you don't know who are one and two, and yeah, I guess Casey Casey would know that. Five and then Billy yeah. Six. I guess I'm never going to be Casey Kasem. He would have that at his fingertips. <laughs> In all fairness, yeah. he had somebody writing his material. So Billy sold um, 150 million albums. Can you imagine 150 million albums? No, that's, that's just awesome. vast, too big, vast and deep. <laughs> Vainy, no. <laughs> Vainy, yeah, yeah. As a woman, did you get turned on at all? Be honest. Did you get turned on by seeing no, those guys' penises? Somebody turning their penis into a hamburger is not sexy. Really, it doesn't turn you like you don't think. My God, look at that thing. 
No, a woman you, you, has to be turned on up here. It's not like right. a visual, I see a penis like a woman, uh, like a man sees uh, a breast and he's all I turned see. on. It's uh, like, no, we don't, we don't work that way necessarily. Wow. Wow. Here's another stat. Billy had 33 consecutive top 40 hits. Imagine this. Wow. What yeah. a life. What a life. Yeah, you so, know, and he, it took him a while to... To get to that point, right? He worked a long time before. Here's the thing about Billy Joel. I'm going to talk to him about this tomorrow. And I don't know what this is like, but when he was 15 years old already, he got a recording contract from a, you know, Uh from a record company. Now, I just, you know, I can't even imagine. I know what I was doing at 15. I was practicing putting tongs in my ass. (laughs) I mean, uh. You know, to be that accomplished at 15. And yeah, I mean, it took a while when, um, you, you know, everyone knows the stories with, uh, you know, his first albums. and But it, nevertheless. 15. He was recognized by the industry. Yeah. But yeah. he just didn't break through until a certain point. Yep. But what an amazing gift. And, and, and by the way, I hate saying gift because he's worked real hard at it. The guy, yes. He has a musical ability, but man, did he hone it to write those songs. And he wasn't in some band writing those songs. He was writing them by himself. The other thing I love about Billy Joel is he can work in every genre. You know, like he didn't stick to one particular kind of song writing. He would say, oh, I really like that Motown sound. So I'm going right. to write a Motown song, or I really like this. And let me see if I can write something like that. He was amazing in his breadth and depth of abilities. Bobo, what's on your mind? Go ahead. Hey, Howard, you got to let me get, get off my top five Billy Joel questions if I had the opportunity to ask him. All right, All right go ahead. So Maybe if you one. got a good one, I'll ask All him right. it. Go ahead. Cool. Have you ever had an accident or an embarrassing moment while playing live on stage that you could remember? You know, like forgetting his lines or an accident in the pants. Mm. And uh, number two, B- Billy, you, you really care about world. that. What would you? Okay, yeah, Bobo cares. What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> you played all over the world. What would you say your most memorable moment in your career that gave you a lasting impression? Russia, when he played and Russia for the one- first time. We've all yeah. heard that. Go ahead. What, what else you got? What was your most memorable moment that made a lasting impression? What was your most memorable moment? Have you ever broken a string on the piano after banging hard at a show? Has this been a fear of yours? All right. Has this been a fear of yours? When right. you did the song Moving Out. Have you experienced a ghostly encounter on one of your many homes? All right. What? What was and that one? A ghostly Have you encounter? Experienced a ghostly encounter in one of your many homes. Mm. Yeah, because he lives on Long Island. There's a lot of ghostly stuff going on out there. Why? And yeah, yeah. number five, mm. sure have you ever is. gotten so frustrated after playing a concert mm. that after the show you broke your instrument? I can't see him doing that because he's passionate with music and instruments, but. Yeah, he, he know, broke the like piano. Bill, when you, oh, when, when you wrote they... the song, I Go to Extremes, was that after you <laughs> stuck a vacuum cleaner hose up your ass like I did? Your thoughts? <laughs> I think Bobo claims, if I have it right, that he once saw a ghost. So I think that's where it's coming from. Ah, uh, okay. You know, one yeah, of those. I did. Yeah. Howard, 
I get it. You got to let me tell the story. My last house that I rented before I bought this one, the, I was outside. It was about 7 p.m. I was tossing the football around with my kid. And all of a sudden, to the corner of my eye, I saw this black figure like going into my garage. I go, I dropped the football. I go, excuse me, can I help you? Can I help? I kept walking in. I ran in after him, and the guy disappeared. And I'm running all over the house. My wife thought I was a nut. Mm. You saw a black said, ghost. No, no, don't worry about it. It's okay. But it turns out to be a guy had died there some years ago in my office. So Wait, you saw a black. You saw a black man uh, walking around on your property, and then ran into your garage. <laughs> and then a black ghost figure. <laughs> it was a ghost of Colin Powell. Wow. All right. Thank you, Bobo. It's Billy, do you believe in aliens? Your thoughts? No, it's, it's true. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I, you know, I was thinking the other day that, you know, like you never read about a nuclear physicist claiming he saw a black ghost walk into his property. It's always people like Bobo. You know, they live down in Florida. They, <laughs> you know, they. Yeah, but they then just, you have Dave Grohl and you have, you know, a few others who you might. Think yeah, I know. Could well, you be go. I'm telling you, Billy telling Keenan, stories like that. that, and they do. You know, when Dave Grohl tells it, it's better than Bobo. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. I hate, hate to be a snob, but <laughs> I saw this black guy walking around my property. Then I couldn't he didn't find him. It was a black ghost guy. It was a black ghost. Black ghost. He well, means I'm like a dark black figure. Ghost, yeah. He's not seeing oh. a black guy. It's oh, I like thought it was cartoon, a black guy. You know, when they chain in the person black. Oh, I thought it was like he saw a ghost of a black person who died. No, that's not what he said. No, no, no. I don't know. Ghost, You're black, a, a dark a black... ghostly figure. Dark ghostly figure. I what does that mean? Instead of the ghost being white, you know how they Casper is in a white sheet. His ghost was black in a black. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's funnier that he saw he a black ghost and he. And he's like, "Yo ho, excuse me." Get over here. <laughs> Don't go Give into black my garage. Ghost. Are you a witcher, Pariah? I saw a black, uh, a black guy, honey, walking around the property. But don't worry about it. He's a ghost. <laughs> One time I thought I saw a black ghost, but it turned out to be Al Jolson in blackface. So I was confused. Oh, no okay. Ghost. It was a white guy in blackface. All right. Yeah. A ghost with a weird sense of humor. I guess it has well, to Bobo, the house. I don't know. I was all anxious about your list of questions for Billy Joel. I don't think there are any of them I'm going to use, but you wait, never wait. know. I, 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 have one, I have one here. Uh, when you wrote you the song, the when you wrote the song Pressure, were you under pressure to write pressure and to finish <laughs> it? Your thoughts? <laughs> your thoughts? Uh, Howard, I'll tell you my best one out of that. Have you ever broken a string on the piano after banging so hard on the show? I've always wanted to know about that. And was that a fear of his? Of breaking a string. Mm. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, okay. Bobo Thanks, man. ever meets Billy Joel, he's going to ask him about that. All right. Oh, Thanks, I uh, can't Bobo. wait for that wait, to happen. I, I have one more question. Uh, Billy, uh, when you couldn't find a toilet somewhere, did you ever shit in your piano stool and, and <laughs> shove it under the piano? Your thoughts. <laughs> All right. Thank you, uh, Bobo Puppet and Bobo, actual Bobo, for putting some thought into those questions. Oh, and I would burn those... Yeah, I would burn those legal pads if I was you. You see, Bobo couldn't actually see 
a person. He saw a ghost like you see in a movie when in a white sheet floating. You know, his, that his imagination could only go that far. You know, something he had already seen. Ghosts, you know, have uh, figures. They don't actually, they don't look like people. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you followed that way better than I did. I thought he was like... <laughs> I was kind of imagining that some black person walked by and then Bobo turned them into a ghost. But No, he just saw, yeah. you know, something floaty and black. There was one bit we we did one time a long time ago. We um it, when I was going away for the summer, we said to the whack packers, we're going to have an audition and the one that wins will host my show. So they got all excited. Bobo, his audition, he pretended to interview Billy Joel. And all he did was ask sex questions about Christy Brinkley. Like, you know, oh he figured goodness. that would land him the job. Let me see if I still have that audition. Here it is. Billy, I got to ask you this. Was Christy Brinkley that good, man? How good was she? Like, you know, did, did she give you the best blowjobs, Billy? Like, you know, I can't. Wow. Jesus. Jesus. What a show. Ah. Uh... I don't think Billy would ever come back. <laughs> Billy, I don't even think Billy would last through the interview. <laughs> With the Bobo show. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, needless to say, Bobo didn't get the uh you didn't get the role. Didn't get the no. get the Who the did payoff. win? <laughs> didn't matter. <laughs> I um I should tell you the fans did write in. You know what was driving me crazy yesterday? I got to talk to you about this. I'm, uh, you know, I was so uh, grateful when uh, we uh, had Kate Beckinsale, the actress, on our show. She was so terrific, and I'll tell you why I thought she was great. I thought she was forthcoming. She talked about her life. You know, it was just easy. Ended up going for a long time because she was so, she just was easy, and there was at one point I said to her, you know, you went to Oxford, which is an, an elite school. To get into Oxford, you got to have some brains. And uh, I said, my God, you must have a really high IQ, which is something I envy. I'm so desirous of people who I'm so desirous of having that gift. Of, you don't uh, even of know a, what it is, but you think you know. You think there's yeah. something that's going to happen to you in your life that would be better than what's happening now. Yes, I do. There's an intelligence there that I believe they people with a high IQ, I'm talking into the genius range, have perceptions and understanding. I told you, my, my buddy growing up who went to six-year medical school, he was so smart, was uh, my friend uh, Dr. Lou. He's a, he's a doctor now. Uh, and... I, re I I knew he must have had a high IQ because he would be in. I would ask him to explain how to do a math problem, and he he would get it like this, like, like within a second. Within a second, he'd say, "Oh, you do this, 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 and this." And I go, "How do you know that?" And he goes, "You don't know that." You know, he was like, <laughs> like he couldn't and, imagine not knowing it. <laughs> yeah, in a way, he just couldn't even believe that I didn't know this. Like it was so basic to him. And I don't know, it was like, you know, who knows what it was. It was like 10th grade math or something. But I, I just was completely confused by it. And 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 really, I saw that moment where he looked at it and just went, do this, 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 and this. And I went, I wish I could have that kind of perception. 
I, you know, I have friends who have a visual perception as well. They're, I can tell they're very intelligent people. They can see an object in their mind and turn it a certain way, a cube or this or that. And they, they, they just get it. And it's, I there admire are, that. There's but, also aptitudes. Aptitude. That don't necessarily mean you're really, really intelligent. You just have one lane that really is open to you. I want it. Okay. I want a high <laughs> IQ. Sorry. But anyway, well, a high this is something. IQ, what would you do with it? I would, I would do something with it. But, but that wasn't <laughs> my point. I, 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 I digress. But so. I said to Kate Beckinsale very innocently, I said to her, you know, and, what, and I'm thinking to myself, what a package this woman is. I mean, not only is she super gorgeous, but wow, you know, she's got not just intelligence, but this high IQ. So I said to get into Oxford, you must have had a high IQ. And she said, I think I did. My mother would know. And, and, um. And so I said to her, oh, gosh, I wish I knew. And then at the end of the interview, uh, Robin came on and said something about. Uh, I said, we never got um, it. Did you get, did your mother get back to you? Yeah. And then she said, oh, let me call my mom. And it was such a delightful moment. And I love guests like that because, you know, you get some guests who say, oh, I don't know my IQ. I don't want to say I don't want to. But then she was like, yeah, I'll call my mom and find out my IQ. And it turned out it was 152. It was such a nice moment. It was such real conversation. And so I saw a bunch of articles a couple of days later of mostly women attacking Kate Beckinsale for bragging about her high IQ bragging, you know, and, and, you know, I hate to, I hate to say it, but the media does this sometimes. I could literally be on the air and say one sentence about something. And then they attribute something else. I said to uh, uh, the same person or it's so out of context. This was such a humble woman, actually. And she even, you know, went on to say that, you know, even with my high IQ, she goes, in my profession, you know, in some ways, people said it wasn't so good to have a high IQ, that it was, you know, for whatever reason. And she and she expanded on this whole notion of the high IQ. When I read these articles, my jaw dropped. It made it seem like she they, they were saying, oh, she bragged about her IQ. 152 and blah, blah, blah. And nothing could have been further from the truth. The woman was right, not a, bragging. A complete misrepresentation of what happened. I pushed her, in a sense, to say, not pushed, but I said, you know, gee, I, I really want to know what your IQ is. And so many times, I've, you know, when I've asked about things like this, people go, oh, I don't want to say, I don't want to say. And it's like, they're so boring. Why, why, why not say? And she said it. Her mom told her, 152. Yeah, she didn't even know. She wasn't, like, sitting around thinking about her IQ. She couldn't even remember the number. And I, after the uh, interview, I was so, uh, you know, I was just so thrilled that uh, she came on the show and she was such a good guest. And I really, I got so uh, much email from our fans saying, you know, I never really thought much about Kate Beckinsale. I didn't know much about her. I, You know, I just figured she's this pretty actress. But, man, I really felt good about her. You know, I, got, I, I read the email on the air. It was great. And people liked her. You know, now, now, if it was me and I had a 152 IQ, I would take out a billboard in every major city in the country and put up Howard Stern has a 152 IQ. I would brag about then it. Then you frankly. would see bragging. <laughs> right. You would see what it is to flaunt a 152 IQ. You know, I would be a, uh, what did Trump say? A something genius, a, um, a, uh, 
I what? forget what it was. So, yeah, I don't know. He described himself as a something genius, but I can't think of the word right now. But it was, um, I, but, but me, if I had a 152, I tattoo right onto my face, 152. Uh, Trump said he was a stable genius. I would say, yes, I'm a stable genius. I have a 152, <laughs> and I tattoo 152 on my face, right on my forehead, so people wouldn't forget. But she wasn't anything like that. She wasn't bragging. She wasn't doing anything like that. She didn't, you know what? I had done my homework and asked her about Oxford, and that's how it happened. So I felt really bad when I read these articles. I went here, they took something so positive. Yeah. And they started, you know, smacking this woman in the head because she was honest with me. And, uh, and but then that's Kate what's posted. What's going on all over is just people getting smacked in the head for something they didn't even do. So I, I love that Kate Beckinsale posted on Instagram. Are we really jumping on women for answering a question truthfully about their intelligence or education? Are we really still requiring women to dumb themselves down in order not to offend? And I say, right on, baby. You are Well, that was a very else. intelligent response. <laughs> yep. I mean, uh, you know, Jesus. I mean, I imagine there are men and women who are jealous of Kate Beckinsale. The, the woman is absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. She's had a stellar acting career. And she's got, and she speaks fluent Russian and French with that high IQ. She hasn't wasted it. But they had to fucking beat her up and, 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 and call this bullshit that she had been bragging on my show about her high IQ. No. No. That's not true. It's just not true. That's not how it went down. But that's but what I don't I'm saying. Know. Like the headlines that come out are never what actually happened. It's a, a spin that they put on it that completely uh, disregards the truth of the situation. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly right. Well, anyway, I thought she was charming and all that. They took my favorite TV show, Seal Team 6, one of my favorite shows. I don't know if it's the favorite. You know, you got a lot of competition there between uh, Bachelor in Paradise, The Bachelorette, the, uh, the, the, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, you know, but Seal Team 6, I like that guy, David Boreanaz. I like the whole show. Sometimes the guys mumble over? on. No, they. I guess the show's so successful that they're doing this weird thing. They're taking the show off of CBS and they're putting it on Paramount Plus, which is wow. the app, uh, because they, they feel uh, it'll bring a lot of people to Paramount Plus if it's exclusively on there. And I wow. got Paramount Plus. I signed up for all these apps. But Jesus Christ, I do not know what is on what day. I'm in the middle of watching... You know, in some of the streaming services, they put out, they don't put out like Netflix. Netflix got it right. They give you every show in a bundle. That's Yeah, they good. just dump them on. <laughs> and let you watch it at your convenience. I'm in the middle of watching on, um, what is it on? I think it's on Disney. Disney Plus. I'm watching the, um, it's a superhero show I always talk to you about. I like it. It's with the Batman. Boys, is that one? The, no, no, Robin is on it. The Batman, Robin. You know, the Robin from Batman and uh, Titans. You're talking about Titans. That's on HBO Titans. Max. Okay, HBO Max. This is what I mean. I cannot remember where anything is. <laughs> so I'm watching Titans, and then I see I run out of episodes. In other words, they put one on a week. I got to tell you something. I forgot about Titans. I never saw the end. I'm just thinking of it now. 
It's a shitty yeah, way to present. that happens all the time because yeah. then you stop watching and you get onto something else. And then the next thing you know, you're like, wait a minute, I was watching the Titans and I don't know how it, how it yeah. ended. Let me, just put it all on there at once. I know HBO's got a problem because they, they have a regular TV channel they put the shit out on first, so. But I got every plus. I got Disney plus, Paramount plus, you name it. I, and I don't know what's so plus about it. I guess, what is a plus? Plus what? You're going to pay for it. Plus, you yeah. now pay for it. <laughs> I know. And All I don't watch used to be free. <laughs> I know. I, I don't watch that much TV that. All I know is I pay a fortune. And then, like, I'm on Hulu the other day, and I wanted to watch one of the early Spider-Man movies. Couldn't find it. Wasn't on there. You don't pay enough, it says. It says right on there. You don't have the kind of subscription where you're going to get Spider-Man. I'm like, you got to fucking be kidding me. I'm paying you a fortune. Right. I'm like, well, what's that subscription? Yeah. I'm already subscribed. I mean, what do I got to (laughs) do? Who I got to blow to see (laughs) Spider-Man? Drives me crazy. But, yeah, SEAL Team, they just announced how to listen to this article. Here's the headline. You ready? How to watch SEAL Team Season 5, Episode 5. Hit show moves from CBS Prime. They got to write an article on how to watch it. I so, know. It used to be you just sat down and watched TV. Now you need instructions. Yeah. By the way, those guys, they, they fire off more guns, heavy ammo, shooting, everything. They, they, they must have a crew that knows what, what's going on. There's no accidents on that set. Well, there's, you know, you said it yesterday, tons of action films that, you know, we see all the time. Guns are all over the place being shot and no accidents. How did that rust thing happen? I know. You don't know. It's still not clear on what happened there. Um, Listen to this. This drives me crazy. Give me a fucking break. When did it become so fucking... When did it become the thing to be an asshole as a politician? Like, like these guys are so proud of it. I know they're, you know, Trump will get on and, you know, say something fucking wacky, grab him by the pussy, and he gets away with it. And now, slowly but surely, there's a whole bunch of politicians who want to say outrageous shit and get away with it. And it's just coming off so bad. It just, it bums me out. It makes me feel like the world's out of control. I'm reading this. Florida's new Surgeon General is accused of refusing to don a mask for office meeting with cancer-stricken senator and telling her it was fun to defy her request. This is by Christina Coulter in the Daily Mail. I read the Daily Mail. Florida Surgeon General Joseph Ladepo allegedly refused to wear a mask in a meeting with the state senator, Tina Polsky, who is a cancer patient. She continued Pols- to meet with him. Polsky received a breast cancer diagnosis in August and is about to undergo radiation therapy. Um, and uh, Lapido said, Lep- I don't even know how to say this dude's name, Ladepo, Joseph Ladepo. Polsky asked the Surgeon General why he was unwilling to wear a mask, she said. He smiled and didn't answer in response. It's like the new thing is like, hey, we know there's a certain percentage of assholes in this country who dig this kind of thing. Like, fuck you. It's like the Karens that we play. Fuck you, man. I'm not wearing a mask for you. Like, who the hell, if a woman told me she had cancer and she's immunocompromised and asked me to wear a mask, you wouldn't do that if you're the fucking 
Surgeon General? Could this really be real? Maybe this is a made-up story. Maybe say, um, the Daily Mail. How reliable is that? I don't know. I read. I get most of my news from the Daily Mail. Sadly, <laughs> I hate to tell you. She said Ladepo offered to hold the meeting outside, to which she responded, I don't want to go outside. I want you to sit in my office and talk to you. At that point, Polsky said she refused him. She asked him to leave her office. Good. And he said, sometimes I try to reason. I try to reason with unreasonable people for fun, Ladepo said, as he let the room, as he left the room, according to Polsky. So he likes to take reasonable people and be unreasonable. In other words, he's saying, I like to be an asshole, I guess. I really wanted to talk to him. I really wanted to interview him. I had a lot of good questions, Polsky said. So that was unfortunate. But I didn't do it. I really felt uncomfortable. But what's he, he doing want... as the Surgeon General of Florida for the state of Florida? And it's Because a lot of people out there... In Florida and other places, don't want to wear masks. They refuse. They they consider it an insult. Oh, CNN reported this story as well. So when did it become the thing like, hey, man, I just love fucking with cancer patients. Like, like normally a politician or a surgeon general would be drummed out of business if that story came to light. And now it's become just like another one of those weird stories and no one loses their job. And I know everyone's screaming about cancel culture. And I, I know what you're saying. I mean, you don't want to see everybody lose their job over it. But, dude, you're the Surgeon General and you won't wear a mask with a cancer patient you're and you're bragging about your it? You're not doing your job. That's when you yeah, I mean, uh, lose your job. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, man. It's just weird. I saw that. Uh, do I have a time to do this? Mm. I was going to talk to you about Pat Robertson because he's retiring, 91 years old. This fucking guy got away with saying the most outrageous shit on TV for years. And, uh, you know, he lived a good I'm life. Miss he's got. Him. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not. Although, you know, <laughs> this guy used to drive me. You know, they, these are guys who um, they live on the public. You know, the, they, they, they basically have their hand out and they say, send me money. That's their deal because they speak to God. And they know what and God thinks. And they're going to pray for you. They're going to put in a personal prayer for you when you send them money. Yeah, I mean, to me, it is the worst fucking, you know, I can't believe one person on this planet sends a guy a dime who says, you know what, I spoke to God last night, and uh, as a premium, God plus, send me money, and I'll, I'll tell God you're a really good person and you should live. And they fall for it. It, it really, if I was down on my luck in the worst way, I don't think I'd do this to anybody. Hey. Ooga booga. Unless you give me money, I'm not going to put a good word. Unless you're on my team, I'm not putting a good word in with you. Ooga booga. It's ooga booga. I don't like the word ooga booga, but I'm using it. Ooga booga. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, 91-year-old Fossil Pat Robertson announced he was stepping down as the host of the 700 Club. You're not in my club unless you send me money. The 700 Club. And I'm sure that's some weird religious reference to something. Right, it's got some reference to something. Yeah. And I know I'm a pretty good orator. I'm I'm pretty good with my words. I'm pretty sure I could run a pretty fertile business duping schmucks into giving me money just to give them the whamma-jamma. 
You know what I mean? You could be Reverend Moon. How do, I mean, he had people yeah. from all over the world. You know, he used to do those mass weddings and yeah. marry thousands of people at a time. You could be on that level, yeah. I, I, I've done a few mass weddings, actually. I didn't want to say anything <laughs> early in my career. But according to Celebrity Net Worth, which I don't know if that's accurate or not, Pat Robertson is worth $100 million. $100 million. Very successful at this. Well, how could he not be? He's been doing it for a hundred million years. He's got the Christian broad. <laughs> he's got the Christian Broadcasting Network, Robin. I know he owns it. He owns it, and they have hey, a campus. See. Here he is announcing he's stepping down. Thank God, but I think he's given the the, the franchise over to his boy, the son. He's got a right. Pat he's Robertson. been grooming him for years because that guy's yeah. almost like uh, Prince Charles. He thought his father was never going to step down. He finally got his dream. <laughs> well, it's been sixty wonderful years, and at this point, I think it's time for me to make the announcement that no. I will no longer be the host of the Seven Hundred Club after. I think 54 years of hosting wow. the program. I mm. thank God what for a, everyone. And what a beautiful job you've done. That's been involved. And I want to thank all of you. But I want you to know that at this point, I'm stepping down. I told Gordon that he will be uh, taking over as host. But I also have said, Gordon, um, I, I will, in case I get a revelation from the Lord, I'm going to call <laughs> you and I'll come in as a, yes. as, as whatever it takes. I want to say to you, Pat, I, I, I pray for you, Psalm 20, that the Lord <laughs> would grant you according to your heart's desire and continue to fulfill your purpose, my Thanks, friend. Thank you, dear. Thank you, dear. Still calling women dear, you know. Like, thank you, dear. Oh, Pat, I just pray for you. And you know what happened, honey? I'm just exhausted from all this bullshit. I mean, you can only spew so much bullshit for 60 years. I mean, at some point, I expected somebody to pull the emperor's clothes off and expose me. But uh, no, I mean, some of the best have tried. And, uh, you know, I'd be like, well, if God's really speaking to you, can you really retire from that? Isn't that a bit selfish? Well, no, he'll run Gordon. in if he gets a revelation. <laughs> That's right, Robin. Thank you. You would have been an excellent co-host, but you are a heathen, <laughs> as you know. And uh, you seem to uh, have a bullshit detector that I'm not going to put up with. So, look, uh, my son, fortunately, Gordon, uh, he speaks to God as well. So, uh you know, me, I'm all conned out, but Gordon, he's he's ready to go. We've got this kid all trained. And if uh, and if I think up any new schemes, I mean, if I hear from God, I'm going to call you and let you know in the future. Okay, so there you go. I'm going to go retire. Retire from what? Retire from bullshitting people. Um, but anyway, tremendously popular. Christian Broadcasting Network is available in more than 100 countries. Uh, estimated yearly Can you viewing a hundred countries estimated yearly viewing audience 360 million people jeez we're in trouble <laughs> that's all i can say yeah i, I don't have those kind of numbers <laughs> 360 million people that's fucking all that's a lot of people buying into the bullshit and the bullshit is a, a flowing ladies and gentlemen what this guy does i mean can you imagine let me let me do a little greatest hits of horrible things this guy has done, <laughs> just so you can celebrate him leaving the fucking airwaves finally. I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to be born, especially like you know, in some of these um, states that let's say 
house a lot of fucking weirdos. And you're born gay. And you're going to school. And you're getting the shit beaten out of you. And you're gay in one of these, you know, bumfuck communities where there's 20 Barney Fife's running around. And, you know, you're just sitting there going, Jesus, get me out of this hillbilly thing. Let me do a Bob Dylan move out of Minneapolis and get to uh, fucking New York and become a star. You know, it, it, you know how many kids who are gay commit suicide and all this shit because they just get the shit beaten out of them. I, 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 when I lived in a shitty community, I got the shit beaten out of me every day. I know how bad that was, but I can't imagine the, 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 the triple quadruple dose of shit beating and shit eating you have to do with your family goofing on you and everything else. And so one of Pat's best thing in order to raise money and keep the Christian broadcasting network going, one of his favorite targets was uh, LBGTQ. Because, you know, why not? What are they going to do? Here's a, here's a little montage of some of his, you know, wonderful thoughts about that whole situation. You know, Lee, I'm a little sad to see this great nation of ours go the way that it is. We're going to have a month to celebrate gay, lesbian, transgender pride month. Somebody's proud of being transgendered. You know, any country that openly embraces homosexuality through the history of mankind has gone down into ruin. That's that's history. That's the historical record. And whenever a nation embraces this so-called lifestyle, uh, it ends up in the garbage heap of history. He said abortion is a constitutional right. They have said homosexuality is a constitutional right. They have said now homosexual marriage is a constitutional right. Watch what happens. Love affairs between men and animals going to be absolutely prohibited. I mean, permit, permitted. But when you see what they do, it's not very pretty. And I want to say this too: nobody can ever produce a child through homosexual sex or lesbian sex. You cannot really? do it. This is for He's procreation. Right. It isn't for us to tell God what's fair or what <laughs> isn't fair. That out. He set it up this way, <laughs> and this is the way he wants it. I, I like that whole idea of raising money and seeming like you're bright by announcing the obvious. I see a lot right. of these uh, preachers. Everybody knows, yeah. Let me, you know, let me tell you, you can't, I, you could put your penis inside an anus. You will never get a baby. <laughs> You know, and then that whole thing, like, I don't understand why a man would want to touch another man's penis. You know, he can't understand it. Well, so, it's you know. not pretty what they do. Have you seen, well, Drew, I, can you imagine Pat with his wife as being beautiful? Let me tell you something, <laughs> Robin, and you're, you're, you're a wise woman. You know, you, you, some of these homosexuals will put tongs in their own ass and create <laughs> ass meat. And God and no society that has ever allowed that has done well. And, uh, you know, I think I've spoken to God. God would cure hunger and disease if only you would stop all that gay shit. <laughs> uh, now, now, have you ever smelled an asshole? It does not. That's come on. That's an exit, not an entrance. But anyway, this guy, you know, listen, hey, you know, I don't care who you are. The gay dude uh, is sitting next to you in the classroom. He ain't bothering you. He ain't doing anything. He said, leave him alone. Leave him alone. What? It's so simple to pick on someone, you know. But isn't it great when you pick on the people everyone picks on? Yeah. Like, you're a leader. I'll, you guys aren't picking on them enough. 
I got to tell you why you should pick on him some more. That's how He's we're all a- going to get out of this mess. Yeah. Well, God does hate ass meat. And and I'll say this, and I was wanting to say this earlier. Man should not pee into his own foreskin. That's just <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> and create the balloon penis. I do not believe the in that. And I, trick. <laughs> I spoke to God, and he said, do not turn your penis into a hamburger. <laughs> I will never celebrate Cocktober, ever. Not only is this dude homophobic, he's xenophobic, too, which... Of course, means he hates other countries. And this here's a good clip. This is 2014. Pat claimed you could get AIDS from towels in Kenya. And by the way, when you play this stuff, you know it. 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 it you. You know. Even like the predictions. Uh, I spoke to God, and America is going to have a terrible nuclear catastrophe because of homosexuals uh, in uh, 2016. Now, this is a fact. God told me. I can't tell you exactly where it's going to happen, but God told me, you know, and then in 2016 rolls by 2017 and it's like, uh, donations are going down. Uh, God told me that, uh, he's going to end the world 2018. No one ever says to him what happened in 2016. Right. Why were you wrong? Yeah. Listen to this one. This is the best. This person says, I'm planning to go on a mission trip to Kenya in December. I believe that God heals today, and I'm not consumed about the chance of contracting Ebola. Do you think there are undue risks that we do not know about and the dangers are higher than perceived here in America? Um, not in Kenya. Um, you, you might get AIDS in Kenya. The people have AIDS. you got to be careful. I mean, the towels can have AIDS. <laughs> So, and he says it with such a, you know, he's an old, some old guy with the pepper hair, you know, he's got, uh, he's got a certain look with the suit on. He should have to do that show naked. Then maybe people <laughs> would laugh at him. What's it going to take to, to get the population to a higher level where they don't fall for these preachers? Oh, we've got many more problems than we have solutions, Howard. I mean, uh, because now people believe in lizard people as well. I mean, they believe in anything. (laughs) Can you imagine that uh, I was in Kenya and I saw a man make a Loch Ness monster with his penis? Now, (laughs) I was shocked. I had just gone to this show and that's what I saw. And God help you if you touch a toilet seat in Kenya. I mean, what uh, whatever you do, do not even attempt to cram a towel in your asshole. You will get AIDS. Uh, I know a young man went to uh, Kazakhstan, and this poor gentleman got syphilis from a doormat. If you can believe it, it was a welcome mat, and he the walked syphilis, on it. Uh, the, the doormat jumped into his Tra- ass. No, it traveled right up his leg into his penis. <laughs> and I'll tell you, when I was in Kenya, I was so afraid of AIDS. That uh, I was in the hotel and I moved my bowels. And when it came time to wipe, I used my hand instead of toilet paper because <laughs> I did not want to get an AIDS infection. And I scooped the remnants of duty out of my own asshole with my hand because I wanted to make sure that I did not get AIDS. And uh, and uh, and Kenya has, I saw a black ghost in uh, Kenya. <laughs> uh, went into my garage uh, where I was staying. Uh, and I, I'm not happy about it, honestly. <laughs> I like the woman who reads some stuff, too. That's good. Uh, Pat, a lot of our listeners are asking. Yeah, I wonder if she's going to stay with the son or if they're going to have to get a new woman to sit there and read those questions. Oh, you remember this clip. This is where Pat blamed 
Haiti had uh, some horrible earthquake, like a 7.0 yeah. magnitude earthquake or some shit like that. And What did Haiti do? Oh, they made a deal with the devil in the 1800s. So, you know, he's got all the, you know, this is, everyone knows. And he's always like, everyone knows about this, I believe. Something happened a long time ago in Haiti. And uh, people might not want to talk about it. They were under the heel of the French. Uh, mm. You know, Napoleon the Third and whatever. Whatever. And <laughs> they got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, yeah. we will serve you if you'll get us free from the French. Mm. True story. And mm. so the devil said, okay, it's a deal. And uh, they kicked the French out. You know, the Haitians revolted and got themselves free. Uh, but ever since, they have been cursed by, by one thing after the other, desperately poor. I love when he goes, true story. Yeah, the devil made a, they made a deal with the devil. And uh, yeah, true story. <laughs> true story. Everybody knows. Everyone knows. I mean, uh, and that <laughs> delivery. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised the guy has 365 million fans. I mean, uh, uh, oh. Uh, Meanwhile, like here in America in the 1800s, not one single bad thing was going on, you know. No, no, no. we never did anything wrong. And, and, you know, and Napoleon III or the Ninth, whatever, I mean, this is a true story. And the devil, and he came over to Haiti, and they made a deal, and the French, and you know, like, okay, send me money. Where was God? If he was offering a deal, I'm sure they would have taken it. <laughs> he was talking to me. <laughs> Here, here's Pat admitting that there are no limits to what God can do. In 2013, he said God could regrow limbs on a person, like uh, turn you into like an octopus. Yes. Yeah, I, I had seven arms at one point. <laughs> D writes, um, you often pray D. for tumors to shrink, diseases to go away, broken bones to heal, the deaf to hear, yes. the blind to see, the lame to walk. Why don't you Only if you are a premium member. Let's just throw that in, okay? I'm not praying for everybody you here pray for, for free. God to replace limbs. Is it because you believe he cannot grow limbs? If not, why not? Can't God do anything? Um, I have had this story of Don O'Don, who actually uh, had an eyeball Donald recreated. Duck. We've told that story. There are people who have had teeth grown, and we've told that story. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I remember teeth. one great Come man on. of God. Teeth. I was over in, uh, was it Kenya? No, not uh, Kenya. Kenya. It was Ghana, I believe. 200,000 people. A man there had his leg cut off, and while the service was going on, the leg grew back. We've talked about those things. Yeah, we talk. Uh, you don't have film of that? Yeah, where was, where was that? Uh, Kenya? No, that's where the AIDS is. Uh, Ghana, that's where it was. Uh, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's How the How come this doesn't happen in the United States? Why is it in it, places nobody goes? Well, no, it happens. Uh, they, we mostly <laughs> just with the teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people grow teeth. <laughs> uh, there was a woman, uh, she was a premium member. She had sent me over $10,000 for our ministry. God bless her. And she asked me to uh, pray for her. She had lost her leg. I prayed, and she was a premium member, and I... Uh, this was crazy. She um, she ended up uh, with eight legs like a spider because I overprayed, and uh, she was a spider woman. Uh, it's a funny story, but she lives in Ghana now, so I don't have her. <laughs> she moved. Uh, yes. 
there was a woman, <laughs> God bless her, when uh, CBN first went into Fiji Island. Um, this woman said that uh, she was losing her mind. I prayed for her. She has six heads now. And uh, it's true, and I do not have video of it, so don't, don't ask. Don't you think that if he had had a woman grow her leg back, she'd be on the air every day? She'd be sitting next to him every day. <laughs> yes, uh, she was a half woman, half starfish. Uh, I remember when we got done praying. Uh, really, in two people, you believe that he didn't have proof of that? In 2014, Pat said, God gave us the ability to raise the dead. This is pretty exciting. I like this. D writes, um, you often pray for... Oh, that's, that's D again. This is, this is someone else. Do we have the same power that it took to raise Jesus Christ from the dead? And if so, where is that in the Bible? Well, uh, he gave his disciples the authority uh, to heal the sick, mm -hmm. uh, to raise the dead. I mean, that was part of our, our uh, power. You see, ladies and gentlemen, God is almighty. He is mm. almighty. And uh, he gives us that power. And Jesus said, you say to the mountain, you speak to the dead person. He called on Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And the dead man came up out of the grave. That power is there. We just aren't using it. Of course. Yeah. Why would we uh, not use it? I'll tell you why. Uh, you are not a premium member of CBN. <laughs> if, you, if someone out there was to send me enough cash, I would think about bringing back all of your loved ones in one package deal and not like the walking dead. They would look normal and they would behave normal, not like Pet Cemetery where they're suddenly evil. But you, you know, that is something that we have and we could ask God for that. You have the power to raise the dead. And if it's not working, it's because you're too lazy or you're too gay. And that's the truth. Uh, if you notice on our website, the CBM website, there is a VIP Raise the Dead package for all of you who are interested in seeing your loved ones again. Uh, I prayed for one gentleman. He wanted his brother back very badly. And he just, you know, we did it for him, but it ended up like weekend at Bernie's. It, ju it just didn't take because he didn't pay enough money. So they would carry him to parties. This young man would carry his brother to parties. And, and uh, you know, it's that kind of thing. Just send money. And I will bring back a human or a cat or a dog, anything you love, $200, $300. Um, I'm running a special. If you want your dead wife back, we can get her back. For $25, I'll bring back a hamster. If you had a pet that you, <laughs> you love, a very small one. Bring a back a pet, fish. right? A goldfish, sure. Why not? <laughs> Pat loved to tell his followers how to live their lives. This is advice he once gave a guy who was having issues with his marriage. Listen to this. <laughs> this is the best. We're celebrating the fact that he's leaving the air. This first one comes from Michael, who says, My wife has become a real problem. She has hmm. no respect for me as the head of the house. She insults me. She even went as far as stretching her hand to beat me. I've lost my self-confidence. Her words hurt so much, and she refuses to talk through our problems. Please tell me what I can do. Well, you could become a Muslim, then you could beat her. <laughs> but in lieu of that... <laughs> you don't want to go to Even Saturday. the co-host is like in lieu of that, you know, like, like oh, you dumb fuck, but I guess like, you need this we job. We can't stop there, Pat. <laughs> yeah. 
Saudi Arabia? No. no. Uh, you know, I think she, this man's got to stand up to her. Uh, and, and he can't let her get away with this stuff. Mm, and, right. uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think we condone wife beating these days, but something's got to be done to, to make not her. physically, but I mean, why would she not want to talk through their problems? That's well, so unlikely. She is just totally uh, a cunt. Now, <laughs> what do you do with that? You can't divorce her according to the scripture. Right. And so I say, <laughs> move to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Yeah. He really wants the man to beat his wife, but the woman's trying to hold him back. I like you guys. You know, this woman's got to respect that he's the head of the household. Like, man, talk about an antiquated idea. Jesus, how do we know this guy? How do he we... keeps saying the Saudi Arabians are doing it right. Get well, they Saudi are. Arabia. <laughs> I, you know, I never thought the Muslims were any good. I'm a Christian, but I do like their wife-beating policy. I always said it. And the, and the Bible says you cannot divorce your wife. <laughs> if, it, hey, if it doesn't say anything... In the Bible, about giving her a little chin music, if you catch my drift. And and and, and there's nothing wrong. Uh, uh, you know, you know who had similar problems was Mr. O.J. Simpson, and uh, he solved that problem very, very effectively. And and there's nothing wrong if you challenge your wife to a boxing match and put on the gloves there's and no go doubt. at it. There it is. My, back in nineteen. 1977, uh, Mrs. Robertson was, you know, not recognizing me as the head of the household. And I took her hand and I put it in the garbage disposal. <laughs> and she never acted out again. Now, you can't do that kind of thing today, I understand, because I don't know why. <laughs> but I know in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I, Saudi moved to Saudi Arabia because two black eyes, I can assure you, they are something that if you serve that up at breakfast every day, <laughs> you'll keep that marriage just in focus. They got it right. That's right, OJ. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so 90, 91 years old, and he's, ha he's going to hang it up, thank God. Pat had a bunch of visions, too, which I think happens when... Oh, on the way I mean, out, he had a bunch of visions? <laughs> I know. about. Uh, I'm getting pretty old. I had a few visions myself the other day. <laughs> Pat had many visions of the world ending. This is what I was talking about before. In 2007, he claimed a mass terror attack would destroy the world later that year. This is what you do when funds are running low. Right. But, again, did you see, you know, he just makes these statements and leads to people's paranoia and divisiveness. But he but thinks nothing yeah, of it. It's a great tool. Evil people are going to try to do evil things to us and to others uh, during the last part of this year. I don't know whether it'll be in, in the fall or mm. September or later Why on, not? but it'll be the second half somehow of 2007. God doesn't know. There will be some nope. very serious terrorist attacks. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying necessarily nuclear. The Lord didn't say nuclear, but I do believe it'll be something like that. That'll that'll right. be a mass killing, possibly millions of people, uh, major cities. Uh, <laughs> 2007. 
Yeah. I, now, look, mark my words, this is going to happen, uh, but uh, unless it doesn't happen, in which don't case, Don't know when, forget, don't know what time, and, uh, don't know where. Well, <laughs> but it'll happen, and if it doesn't happen, please forget about this broadcast. That's one thing. We don't tape our broadcast because we don't want what anyone dragging us up. It's now, very, only, very useful. We know exactly where not to be. Now, the only way to stop it is to write me a check pronto. And stop the apocalypse on the memo line, please, on your check. Right, stop the apocalypse. And, uh, you know, the other night, I, I have to tell you, I was laying in bed. I had a vision. And I had a vision of very, very stupid people sending me bags of cash that I could just <laughs> stash away for a rainy day and maybe get myself something. I don't know, something nice like a watch. One of those uh, uh, Apple watches, so nice. <laughs> Well, he was very smart. He took your advice. He never flaunted his wealth. No, no, I never saw a thing. No, 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 we didn't. I would like to make a prediction. Uh, There's going to be a tragedy within the next 30 years that is going to be very tragic. And you're going to see what happens. And uh, and I'm going to say this and I feel funny saying it, but I'll say it anyway. I've never I've never held back 9-11. At the World Trade Center was your fault, people. You were a few bucks short this month. So that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> last, Just last year, Pat said an asteroid was going to hit the Earth in our lifetime. And he also said Trump was going to get reelected. But nobody cares. It's okay. Well, he tried to run for president at one time. Yeah, and that he didn't said work, God told him to run for president. And then God abandoned him. And he well, did right. not win. He had to get out of the race. I stood up, I said uh, to the people, thousands of AIDS-infested towels from Kenya are going to drop from the sky, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You must make me your president. Yeah, God's like the mafia. If you don't pay up, bad things happen to you. You know what I mean? It's yes, like a protection threat. money. <laughs> right. Yeah, listen, here's the asteroids. and the, this is... the only thing that will fulfill what the word of Jesus, and I'm going to give you in a minute, is is some kind of an asteroid strike on the on the globe? Uh, hmm. It's you know sudden destruction. There's not going to be some nuclear war. We're not going to be allowed <laughs> to blow this Earth up. But uh, an asteroid coming down. Nice. And uh, yeah. the next thing is the election that's coming up in just a few weeks. At which time, according to what I believe the Lord told me, the president. Hmm. Is going to I be reelected. I'm, I'm, I'm saying by all means, get out and vote. To, vote for whoever you want to vote for. But by all means, let your voice be heard. Yeah. Well. How does he not get upset with God when God tells him so many lies? He's no, you know, God's right. a tricky fella. He's a tricky fella. <laughs> Look what happened to the dinosaurs. They didn't pray to Jesus, and uh, they're gone. They're off the planet. They didn't pay the vig. Now, uh, if you notice, the word ass is an asteroid, and that's because those gays won't stop using their ass for the illegitimate purposes. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll end the show on a Pat Robertson. Goodbye, uh, funny man, Pat Robertson. Has he already left the broadcast? Or does he have a date? That I he's think he, actually ending it. I think he's pretty much gone, but he'll come on. Oh, okay. So the yeah. sun is already there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gordon is there. Yes, Gordon took <laughs> over, and he's talking to God now, and he's doing just a fine job. Please, please don't. Uh, what if those donations slack off? 
Well, this is what I'm wondering. I mean, was it Pat or was it just stupidity? I mean, if you keep saying these stupid things, anybody can say them and people well, will listen. I told my son, I passed the bullshit torch over to my son. And, uh... <laughs> uh, Kevin, yeah, in Tennessee. What's up, Kev? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, big fan, dude. I'm on. I'm with you, man. I'm, I am a Christian. I love Jesus Christ. I know when I die, I'm going to heaven. But I, I feel you, brother. Like these these Pat Robertson guys. It's kind of like I look at it the vaccine. They they get onto these things and they're like, you know, I'm not. I, I know a bunch of people. For instance, I'm going to the vaccine. They're like, man, I'm not going to the vaccine because it's against my religion. And I'm like, hold up. Like, what if God was like, hey, dude, here's the knowledge to have a vaccine to protect yourself. And then they're going, well, listen, I, you know, I'm not afraid to die. I'm like, well, shit, neither am I, but I still look both ways before I cross the street. You know, it's like, Fuck yeah. this no, you're, you're, you're right. You know? Listen, you want to believe in God? That's your business. You want to believe in Jesus? That's your business. Yeah. But when you start uh, milking people for bread and telling them the asteroid's going to hit the earth because you no, spoke to God, no doubt. You know, that's, it's, well, it's like, outrageous. Like Jim and Tammy. Like Jim and Tammy say, man, you know, these people, they're just throwing money at them. They're taking money yeah, well, from them. No one seems to catch on. Bullshit. Tell your tell your buddies down there in Tennessee, yeah. stop sending them money. I mean, uh, yeah, well, brother, hey, listen, I want to thank you, though, man, for everything you do, especially with COVID and, and the way you stand on it, man. You're 100 percent right. And I'm just thankful that I thank the Lord. We got a voice like Howard Stern, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, there you go. All right, Kev. Thanks. You see, Kevin's a he's a. Man of God, but he's a man who makes sense. Um, well, you know, Pat Robertson just said that, you know, God is all powerful. He can do anything, but don't get near those towels in Kenya. <laughs> and beat your wife if she's going to tell you this terrible thing. You got to become a Muslim. <laughs> Muslim. You know, he's all powerful, but he, he can't do anything about the towels in Kenya. Uh, towels in Kenya, he cannot help. He, uh, they are covered in AIDS. They were covered in AIDS. Um, anyway, um, some have complimented me on my Pat Robertson impression. Not everyone, but the guys took my Pat Robertson impression and called a religious show with it. And it's great because it didn't matter what crazy shit I said is Pat Robertson. These religious nuts always bought they into it. They went for it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll give you some highlights. Here you go. This is me as Pat Robertson. Everyone knows 9-11 was the result of gay handjobs. If we had gays in concentration camps executing them, 9-11 wouldn't happen. May God cast any man in skinny jeans straight down to the pit of hell. Yeah, the homosexual need to be sent back to the, the pit of hell where they came from. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Well, don't you think there's something to the fact that those twin towers look like two magnificent cocks? It has to be. In the name of Jesus, cast out Andy Cohn, the Antichrist. God bless. In charge of the Bravo Network, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Praise God. The pits of hell to the devil. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Gays love to blow each other in cars. Like a dog. Oh, quatans in one. Chikarababusita. Booga, booga. <laughs> Thank you for Jesus. Hallelujah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Pat Robertson, people. Wow. Yeah, I tell you, I, I could have a career in that whole field. Yeah, well, it's my best impression, and now I have to retire it. <laughs> I like I go to the guy. <laughs> oh, qua tens in one. He goes, he goes his gobbledygook. Oh, qua tens in one. It's so great.
Hey, anyway, I thought I'd mention that my man is retiring. 91 yeah, years. Yeah, well, we, we mentioned him a lot on the show. Yeah. Good to know. And you know, that guys uh, live. We're keeping up with him. We, we didn't let him go without a goodbye. Yep, and the guy collected a hundred million bucks according to that celebrity net worth. So, you know, hey, God bless me. He's a, he's quite, he's quite the man. I guess he's probably the most successful one out there, I imagine. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Some of these guys, like I said, have private jets you see them on mm-hmm. and well, all that stuff. Thanks for the terrible memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it must be great to be gay, and then like they got Pat Robertson on in your house, and your parents are watching that shit, and he's saying his stuff, and you're just getting the shit knocked out of you. It must just really be great. But what are you gonna do? That's the world we're in, and uh, we're functioning in it. But uh, that's my uh, tribute to the the, the the network there, and they're doing they're doing some wonderful things there in the Lord's name. Yeah, thank well, you for all you've done. Yep, here's a guy. He's a pastor. He wants to say a few words. Pastor Jeff, what's up? Hey, first-time caller. How are you doing, Howard? I'm doing okay, Pastor Jeff. I just wanted to comment on, on some of these preachers, man. They they get old. I don't know what goes through their mind. Uh, they they misconstrue everything. Just I, I really have not ever figured that out other than the money because uh, I don't know. I mean, the truth, it's just like the divorce thing. It does not ever say you can't get divorced. It says if your wife or your husband does not believe like you believe, you can get a divorce. I mean, there's so many misconstruities that they take into their own meaning that it's just sickening anymore. Well, I've got a hope that maybe Gordon is going to be more modern. And he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna not preach about Kenyan towels having AIDS, but uh, we'll see. We'll see, Pastor Jeff. Thanks for the call. There you go, Pastor Jeff says uh, it's out of control out there. Some of the stupidity, but uh, what the hell? Hey, so uh, we'll you, see you, you know, tomorrow. You can say anything. It's the fact that people will believe anything. You know, it's the same thing with Facebook. You know, AI. All we did was introduce AI, and everybody got owned by AI immediately. Like, we couldn't yep. even handle it. And it only, all they had to do was go into that little vein that, Amer- uh, you, you know, it's not Americans, it's humans have, to think the worst and believe the worst and want to hear more and more about it. There you go. That's true. Nobody ever stops and says, well, what's wrong with humans? <laughs> That they so easily take the, oh, it's their fault that we're having a problem? Let's kill them. Because, you know, even the people on that phone call was like, yeah, kill them. Kill them. Tomorrow we're going to talk to Billy Joel, Rob, and that'll be exciting. We also have a bunch of things to get to, uh, tons of things to get to. So it's a very busy day. Happy Cocktober, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Coming Wednesday. Are you ready? Howard gets a visit from the Piano Man. Whoa. It is, guy. As we welcome five-time Grammy-winning musician. That's awesome. Singer, songwriter, and composer, Billy Joel. I love the piano because of things like meeting Christy Brinkley and Elle McPherson. It's open the world. That, that brought me there. And right. also, when I'm home and it's late at night, I just sit down and I start playing. And I like what I'm hearing. Right. I can entertain myself. I've been able to do that since I was a little kid. Only on The Howard Stern Show. They say that these are not the best of times. They're the only times I've ever known.